Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Tell your neighbor, I like you. Turn to him and say, I like you. Look at the neighbor and say, I like you. I like you too. Okay, look at another neighbor by you. I said, look at another neighbor. I don't have time. Ah. You're not looking at your neighbor. Look at the neighbor. Touch your neighbor's nose. And say, I love you. I didn't say, say, I like you. I said, I love you. Stop looking at me. Look at the neighbor and tell the neighbor I love you. How can you be telling somebody you love the person? You are not looking at the person. What kind of fever is that one too? Some of you never tell your father I love you. So saying it to somebody sounds so weird. Eh? When are you guys going home? Next two weeks. Plan a date with your father. And uh, or let me put it this way. Plan a date with the parent that you don't flow with. And take that parent out. If it's your mother, take her out. If it's your dad, take her out. Take him out. Do you hear? You alone. Oh, it shouldn't need. It, it doesn't need to be any fanciful thing. You can go and sit somewhere and eat popcorn and talk and tell that parent that you know I'm growing, my beard is coming, and whilst I'm grateful that you've taken care of me in school, I feel that you don't know me, and we've not been friends. And if we are not friends, and one day I get married and I'm in my house, would you want to visit me? What conversation will we have? How will it be like? It will be weird. So I want us to be friends today. And start. Flow. Do you understand? What I'm trying to let you do is to break free from a certain family pattern. Okay? So that when you become a parent, you'll be a better one. Because none of you seated here. What I'm about to share with you Okay, some of you can never sit beside with your dad or your mom and share with. Most of you are struggling with relationship issues, and these relationship issues always comes along with sexual issues. Most of you cannot sit beside your mom and say, "Mommy, this is what I'm going through. Did you go through something like this? How did you handle it, Dad? I'm going through this. It's." When I started out, I thought I liked one person. By now, I think I like 50 people on campus. Dad, today is like I like this one. 
Next week, I like somebody else. How do I handle it? It seems as if I have enough love for all the women on campus. I mean, I feel like I can love everybody. How many of you feel like that? You have enough love for everybody. And yet, each of those people want that love to herself only. You uh, suspect you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, if you're able to take your parents out, other parents out, and break the ice and establish a certain pattern, first of all, you will notice that that person, no matter how things have been, is just a human being like you are. And if that parent will be honest and sincere, you will notice that what you are going through is not new. That they went through the same thing. Probably worse. Do you understand? And if you're able to establish that rapport, the next generation that will come out of you will have a better footing in life. How many of you want to give your children a better footing in life? Good. Your children should not suffer what you suffered. Okay, what you are going through in silence, your children should not grow up and suffer the same thing. Your mistakes should not be hidden from them so that they can also avoid. Your children should not start in the ditch that you started in. Hmm? Hmm. Who, that, who cannot relate with what I'm talking about? You, what, what, what's he talking about? I don't have any issues. When I was a student on campus, the class of 2006, I was having a KCF conference like this, and um, I asked the question, how many of you never have any sexual feelings? And Somebody lifted up their hand like you are trying to. <laughs> you think I don't know what you're doing? And this gentleman lifted up his hand and I told you I lie, I sit down. Because there are certain basic things God put inside you when he was creating you biological traits okay thirst for water hunger for food and a sexual desire it is the reason why at the point in time no matter how spiritual you want to be your body will do you You can be reading the Bible. You can be fasting. You can be praying. That biological makeup does not give a hoot about your spiritual atmosphere. 
Do you understand? You can be praying. You can be reading the Bible. In fact, you can even have an angel standing in front of you. You see? That is why when it comes to those issues, the Bible says run. He didn't say pray. He didn't say fast. He didn't say seek deliverance. He said run. Take to your heels. Flee means, that doesn't mean walk casually away. He didn't say make confessions. I decree and declare I'm the righteousness of God. Let me share a personal story with you. When I was in secondary school, I was the prayer leader for the SU. And um, I was 17. I remember one night, I prayed from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then I went to bed. And for the first time in my life, I had what they call wet dream. I didn't see any naked woman, da 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 da. I was asleep. By the time I saw, I had some sensations and hurba. Then I woke up. I said, Father, what is this? I went to the bathroom back, then went out, put my hand on my head. Any demon from my father's side and my mother's side. And over some six month period, the more I prayed, the more they came. And I thought God had left me. I felt so dirty, I felt so guilty, and I didn't know who to talk to. This is me, 17 year old Ojashua's brother. When I stand and I'm leading prayer, people fall down. When I'm leading prayer, people are screaming. When I'm leading prayer, healings occur. Do you understand? I mean, there was any time it was prayer meeting. It was my prayer meeting was bigger than SU meeting. My prayer meeting was on Thursdays. SU met on Tuesdays and all the other Christian clubs. You see that small small. But when I have my prayer meeting on Thursday, all the other Christian you know come for my prayer meeting. Okay. Because of the flow of the supernatural. And yet, this was I. Until one day, I was praying, God said, stop. This is not spiritual. Pay attention. We are doing relationship. Now come talk about relationship. But I want you to be able to deal with yourself first before you take your nonsense into that ship. Do you understand me? Because that nonsense where you want to be loved the way you are. You, Steph, you don't love yourself. Have you noticed that? You, you don't understand you. Have you met you before? If you met a female version of you, will you stop her and say, I want to date you?
Why did they scream like that? <laughs> or you don't like the things I'm saying? You can't relate to it. I should go straight to the point and get out of here. If you met a male version of you, would you go like, wow, I want to be this, this guy? Would you do that? Knowing what you know about yourself. I don't know. It's a fair answer. Would you? Oh, no. Why not? I know myself. Thank you for being. Would you? No. Why not? Like I know myself. So you see, typically because you know the nonsense you are, Look, no matter how somebody is dressed, looking shepepe, there's a lot of foolishness in that person. And oftentimes, sometimes when you hear that people are broken up, you wonder, oh, they were such a lovely couple. Are you, were you in their space? <laughs> and in this day, either people hide behind social media and selfies, please. You don't know what they are. They are for. Then say, Louis, let's put one day. <laughs> it's all fake. So as I was saying, I'm telling you my story so that you learn how to deal with what is spiritual, what is biological, what is emotional, and what is utter nonsense. Hmm? Because some of you have just picked up utter foolishness. And you say, this is how I am. You, you either love me or you love me. Meanwhile, you, if you met your other version, who is a... Who you know? If a male version of you stopped you on the rain and said, sister, get Tell it. You are, you are like my type. What will be your answer? This is you in the opposite. You don't like. Try. I was praying and God said, stop. This is not spiritual. This is physical. This is biological. This is what you are going through. He explained to me what I was going through. And said, just focus your mind on different things. By the time I saw it, it has stopped. It stopped on itself. Then, in my early 20s, around 23, 24, I was praying, I prayed one night, I went to bed, and this thing came again. And I remembered what had happened to me, so I just said, Master, forget it. I'm not going to focus her. Then, after I think a month, I was there when the Lord said, won't you deal with this thing? I said, ah, but it's not spiritual. He said, this is spiritual. This one is an attack. I said, ah, how? Then the Lord showed me marine spirits, demons from the sea. In their numbers. My God. That this one is an attack against who you are. 
against your spiritual life. They are here to mess you up. Don't joke with it. So I started praying. Went into fasting. The more I fasted, the more I have dreams like this. Now pay attention. I'll see myself, maybe I'm sitting down somewhere or I'm about to preach. And then let's say all of you will turn to these kind of Miss Ghana, Miss World models. Okay? And then they are walking towards me. And then I will rebuke them that all of you are demons. And then the human cloak on them will melt away. And you are looking at hideous demons in their numbers. Thousands of common fire to consume them. And fire will burn them. And as soon as the last one is down, a giant will come out from the ground. Want to step on me. And then I will defeat it. And I ask God, Father, what is it? He said, there are things that the devil knows about you that you don't know about you. Do you understand? Wisdom is the ability to, to decipher what is biological, what is spiritual, what is emotional, and what is utter. And then you deal with it. Praise the Lord. And so before part of my submission has to do with you. You understand me? We are going to talk slightly about you. Then we'll, then we'll talk about what you need to do. Then I'll address something the Lord told me when I was coming here. The Lord said most of you are emotionally wounded because of relationship issues. Because of disappointment. Some of you dated somebody without dating the person physically. You dated a person in your mind and in your emotions. But the person didn't know that they were in a relationship with you. And so when you saw the person being nice to somebody, you started throwing tantrums. You even wanted to change your course. Because you couldn't stand being in the same classroom with a person. If you are here like that, just do it like this. <laughs> Erica, why is it on the floor? <laughs> oh, that's your. Okay, okay. It's a coded language. I get it. But sincerely, who has been there before? You were crashing on somebody and the person couldn't give a hoot about you. How did it feel like? Joel, how did it feel like? You were sad. So you were dating the person in your mind. <laughs> I mean, I can relate to eh? Between Rita and Keba. <laughs> David. 
And I picked up at least three ladies that cry all the time. Don't cry. When we close, come and see me. I won't call you for it. Never hate yourself. Do you understand me? Never hate yourself. You are not ugly. You are beautiful. You are smart. The right person will come. Not everybody must be in a relationship or will find their partner on campus. And let me say plans, Nina, any strategy, Nina. And you see, especially the quiet girls who sit down, they are the people whose imagination are very rotten. 90% of the time. But today we are going to fix that mindset. Hallelujah. You are a very powerful person. You are a very blessed person. You are, you are a solution to your family and to the world. Do you understand me? Your life is awesome before God. God made you unique and special. And yet, one thing the enemy likes to do is to plant tears where God plants his good things. Do you understand? The devil is a strategic investor. He does not invest in foolish and useless ventures. He will only come after destinies that are great. Do you understand? And one of the easiest ways to mess up human beings is to give them the wrong people. Manipulate their emotions to let them think that this person is the right person. What made Samson fall in love with the daughters of the Philistines? A people that he was anointed to destroy. Why could he never fall in love with the Israeli ladies? He was anointed to annihilate the Philistines and yet he could only fall in love with Philistine ladies. Why is that you are so anointed but only foolish girls attract you? Why is that you are so smart, so wise but only foolish boys attract you? Shy. Take a glass there, person. Adidas, what's your name? Uh, Kevin. Kevin, why is everything I say? No, you have done like this. It's like you don't want to say something. Shy. You are listening. But I say, ask, ask her. You are shy. Ask her. It is because of something that is beyond your own explanation. Some of you are just playing to 
the drumbeat of your family patterns. Some of you are just playing to things in your family bloodline that you have no idea of. I was, I was 19 when I was in church and my then pastor's wife who was ministering mentioned my name, you stand up. God says I should tell you, pray regarding your marriage. Then told me plenty things. I got angry. I said, ah, 19-year-old boy prophesied to me about school, university, building a nice company in the future, you know, making money. Say something. What marriage? What has the 19-year-old boy got to do with marriage? And that's how some of you think. It will surprise you that after two years after graduation, or you'll be sending us your invitation letters. Those of you who are tapping, sit down. You are not the one I'm talking to. Erica, sit down. Ranita, sit down. You people have to become a professor first. Maybe age, age 39. Guys, guys, stand up. Let me ask you a question. We are about to go into the scriptures quickly. Let me ask you a question. How many of you guys here want to get married at age 25? Lift up your hand. One, two. Only two. Three. Four. Five. Okay. Please sit. Please sit. Ladies, stand. <laughs> Who's that <there> tomorrow? <laughs> uh, but I've not asked a question. Why is your hand up? I've not even asked a question. <laughs> hey, I'll send the Lord, baby. How many of you ladies want to get married at age 25? Or before? Please, don't feel shy. Just lift up your hand. I am actually surprised. I was expecting to see more hands than I'm seeing. I know, I know. Most of them are lying. Who is your hand down? Eh. Okay, you want to get 35? 30. 29, 30. What about you? 28, Okay, sit down. Let me say this. The reason why few guys, only few guys want to get married around that age is because a typical guy does not feel matured, both um, mentally, emotionally, financially, and materially. But that is 50% of that answer. The 50% is that a typical guy wants to have fun small. 
That is why a typical, a typical 25-year-old girl does not want to marry a typical 25-year-old boy. A typical 25-year-old boy girl wants to marry a 30-year-old guy. Between 30 and 60, actually. You have no idea. That girl sitting by you think is your is your tipentious. I lie. Am I telling lies? 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 They don't care whether it's their father's age, mate. I will marry you before you see that you have been married. The annoying thing is that then they will be passing their hand through their mind and say, Hi, baby. You, somebody that I can give birth to, you are going to person, baby. All right, so let's go. So I want you to know that there are certain things that are, that are natural. There are certain things that are in the emotions that you must deal with. Now, I'm talking to young people who are students, and your primary assignment here on campus is not to be in a relationship. Your primary assignment here is to educate yourself, get good grades, and pass out the flying colors, and discover yourself in the process. Discover the path of your destiny. Discover what kind of career, uh, path tickles your fancy or matches with your skill set or training abilities or your thinking patterns okay this is what you are supposed to do here you're supposed to spend the four years you spend here discovering yourself honing certain skill sets and as she says become a scholar become a leader and become a good citizen is that not so those are the core pillars and as she says it is training you to become an ethical entrepreneur, one student at a time. So that is Ashesi's vision for you. And that is why your parents or whoever invested in your education here is looking forward to relationship is not part of the deal. And yet it is a necessary part of your life. So the struggle here is to focus or to spend your time looking for somebody that will satisfy an emotional need, which is not part of the reason why your parents are paying your school fees. All right? And no matter how you look at it, that question is going to come up every now and then. Okay. No matter how spiritual you are, you are prayerful. One day you wake up and say, oh, why is that none of the KCF guys are looking at me? Okay, why is that none of the guys on campus, fine boys, nobody's looking at me? Or why is that all the girls, when I start smiling at them, no, they start walking back with? And then some of you guys with the culinary skills will start cooking and be distributing, but still, you know they busy you. 
And some of you ladies who start, when you see, okay, this guy, I forgot him. You start cooking, start saying attention. Hey, have you eaten tomorrow? your father thinks that you are on campus studying. Meanwhile, you are busily cooking jollof for somebody's son to taste and give you fans. Who told you that that social intervention helps? Why are you looking at me like that? You don't like what I'm saying, huh? I will say it. Let's go into scripture and look at some few things. And then I will open it up. Please, I'm saying, don't laugh too much. But before I go into scripture, I want to say some few ground rules. What I'm about to say to my young brothers and sisters here. First of all, I've been your age before. I passed through the school. I've handled 20 badges of Ashesi students in KCF. Without prophesying, I know what I'm talking about. First of all, everything I'm going to say does not work outside the confines of God's kingdom. I'm talking, I am assuming that everybody here is a kingdom citizen. Therefore, what I'm going to say has to do with the culture of God's kingdom. If you are not born again, if God's ways does not mean anything to you, what I'm going to say will sound foolish in your ears. You cannot relate. Number one. Number two, if you do not have respect for how God or the manufacturer of a relationship designed it to be, and you want to subscribe to modern mindset of who a human being is, who a male or a female is, all right, this thing has nothing to do with you. You might as well leave. Because like the popular saying goes, God did not create Adam and Steve. He created who? And the reason why he brought he separated the woman from the man. Okay? It's because he identified the problem. Man did not go to God and say, Lord, I think I need a companion. You don't see that anywhere. Man was actually engaging in the very assignment he was told to do. He was focused. If he was a student, he was focused on his books studying to please his lecturer and parent. It was in that activity that God watched him and said, no, it is not good for this guy to be alone. I will create for him a suitable, everybody write the word suitable down. Whether you are male or female, write the word suitable down. Praise the Lord. When you are putting, when you are placing um, the 
these sockets, these, um, how do you call them? Round-ended uh, power cables into the square ones. Is it nice? Does it go well? When you are, I say, ah, uh, but you have been doing it. Because square holes require square pegs. Is that not so? There is a proper place for everything. And there is a proper place for you. God has not created only one person for, what's your name again? Angela. Do you understand? But if Angela is a, is a particular type, there are particular types that is created. If you meet one of those particular types, you will deviate. And yet, however, for certain people, for certain people, it's only one person created for you. Due to the assignment. Pay attention to what I'm saying. I'm saying that you can marry anybody provided the person fit into the suitability criteria. The problem is not to go around looking for who is suitable. The issue has to do with you making yourself suitable and wait. That is what most university students, HSE students, KCF members don't want to do. The reason why you like to do multiple dating is because you want to discover who is suitable for you. But you have not spent time working on that foolish character of yours. You are lazy. You don't like to study. You don't like to submit your assignments in on time. You are indisciplined. And you want somebody who, who, who suits that description. And which suitable helper should come and help you? Adam was not lazy. He was not lazy around. He was working. He was naming the creation, the creatures, he was doing it diligently. And God said, I will give you a suitable helper. If you are lazy, if you are indisciplined, if you, are, if, if you don't like to work on yourself, you are not qualified to get a helper, let alone a suitable one. What did I say? If you are emotionally unstable, I didn't say when you are emotional. Everybody is emotional. Guys are more emotional than girls. I needed to say this because most girls don't know that. The guys know, but they keep quiet about it. Try to offend a guy in a relationship aspect. You will see. Do you know why guys like their mothers more than their fathers? Because they can cry to mommy without being laughed at. They can share their deepest secrets with mommy and mommy will encourage them. 
a foolish girl will go and laugh at him. And that you have lost the guy forever. You didn't know that about men. And it is the reason why a flat chested girl in secondary school can win the heart of a married man, 60 year old married man, easily. When that foolish girl, flat chested girl, can accommodate the emotions of that 60 year old man and say, Oh, baby, put your head here. It's fine. Everything is going to be fine. What I'm going to say next is not for your level, but I'm just dropping it. When you get to that level, I will unfold it. But along the line, some of you need to learn the wisdom of Delilah. That a very anointed national figure finds it so comfortable to lay his head on a girl that has been contracted to betray him and he sleeps comfortably you Holy Ghost talking child of God God will bring the guy and you will use your tongues to suck him away. You will use your terrible attitude. You will use your sassy keeping it real nature. How can I submit to a guy in that I am wiser than? Why did you accept the proposal for a guy you are wiser than? So, first of all, you must understand that God is the author of relationships. God is the author of relationships. Man did not begin it, it was started by God. Praise the Lord. Number two, if God is the author, then you ought to follow his prescription, his prescribed way of making it work. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you here? You should understand that the physical features on your body does not make relationship work. Spending one hour beside the mirror or in front of the mirror to polish your looks will not polish your character too. Number three, if you don't learn about interpersonal relationships and remember that your opinion is not required in every situation, I repeat, if you don't learn about interpersonal relationships and understand that your opinion 
is not welcome in every situation you will continually mess up beautiful relationships whether it's a friendship or a courtship i won't talk about marriage because you guys are not near that place yet and trust me 99 percent of the relationships you contract here on campus will struggle with sexual issues because it is not time to enter a relationship now not because of not because it you are not uh, ready per se and you are not ready at any way it's because of the prevailing situation the prevailing situation is that number one you are a student you don't earn any economic value somebody is taking care of your economic circumstance so you don't have what it takes okay to be independent minded and emotionally stable in that area to take care of another human being leave somebody's daughter alone stop using your father's money to woo somebody's daughter because you see when proximity brings you people together and your father's money makes that proximity relationship nice the day you graduate and this dance comes you will notice that your relationship had no shock absorbers in the first place it will break then you start experiencing foolish heartbreaks how many of you have had foolish heartbreaks before from secondary school from secondary school from shs lift up your hand lift up your hand let's go my time is going like See, it's not that some people are rolling their eyes to go back to remember what. Don't tell me that because you are in all girls' school, all boys' school, you were writing emails and things. What point was I on? What did I say? I can't hear you. Mm -hmm. Let me expand on that point. Some of you, you are not working on your personality and your character. And yet you want to enter a relationship. You think because you are opinionated, you can say anything you want. Words are powerful. Words either build or destroy. If you keep running your mouth you may be a very nice person but the words the way you speak will drive people away from you and i'm not just talking to ladies i'm talking to guys as well I'm, i'll come to two people relating together the things you want to i'll come to it but i have to deal with you first because give me a bottle of water thank you have you seen this water this the water in the bottle okay relationship is like this 
water. It's colorless. It is tasteless. There is no taste. And there is no color. But highly essential for life. Okay? Very essential. Now, the kind of ingredient you put inside this water will determine the taste that you will have in your mouth when you pour it into your mouth. When you pour lime, red hot pepper, onions, and <laughs> what did you say? I was going to say beta cola. And you drink it. What will be the taste? Hot and bitter. But if you poured <laughs> if you poured honey, a little bit of um, what? When we are the condensed milk. And Gary <laughs> with peanuts. What would you get? <laughs> what I mean to say is that any relationship on its own has is is blunt. The ingredient you are bringing into the relationship is your character and your attitude. What comes out of you is either red hot pepper or honey. Do you understand me? Now, no human being can plant pepper or harvest pepper from you if it is not germinating inside you. If you want your relationship to be beautiful in the future, assuming you don't have a relationship yet, Start planting the seeds or start producing honey in yourself. Male or female. Guys, hear me. Cooking is a survival skill. It's not the uh, marriage material qualities of your preferred wife. Learn how to cook. Some of you guys can cook water. You can boil water. How many of you guys can boil water? You know how to boil an egg. The basics. Mm -hmm. At least the basics. And there are some ladies here. You don't know how to switch on the gas. It's not good. Not because your husband may need to cook one day. No. A typical Singaporean does not know how to cook because there's food everywhere. But the point is that the day nobody is cooking for you, the day there's nobody there, what can you do? The point I'm trying to make is that work on yourself. Work on 
your character. Work on your character. Tell your neighbor, work on your character. Learn how to speak well. Learn how to communicate your displeasure. When you are not happy about something, start practicing how to react. Throwing tantrums is not a good interpersonal relationship skill. Insulting other people because you are not happy. Being moody. Being moody is a terrible interpersonal relationship skill to develop. It destroys relationships. Nobody wants to always hang around somebody who mood swings like a pendulum. And people who are often moody like that, when it is done to them, they hate it. They hate it. Nobody work on your your gossip skills. Kill it. Tell your neighbor. Stop being a gossip. It is not called discussion. It's called gossip. The way you are talking about somebody, if you hear somebody discussing you like that, will you be happy? Work on that nature. Do you understand me? Number three or four, stop comparing yourself with other people. Relationships die because of comparison. If you are comparing yourself, very soon when another person comes into your life, you'll be comparing that guy or that lady with another person. Building confidence has nothing to do with being disrespectful. I'm boring you. Eh? Or they have a lecture or something. Or they are going to eat. Oh, sorry. Or a sword. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about you as a single person before the relationship comes. And even if you are in a relationship, I'm still addressing you as a single person because you are not married. You still have time to work on that foolish character. I'm not going to apologize for using the word foolish. It is not who you are. Do you understand? It is a weakness. Get rid of it. Disrespect is not a nice thing. Being disloyal is a poor interpersonal relationship skill. Get rid of it. Being unfaithful is not nice. Having a proclivity to use people and dump them. Because you think you are fine. Or you have an advantage that the other party will have to chase for. Does not make you one day, you will notice that you, don't, you are not the only person who has that resource or advantage. As a young person, the tendency is to think that you are better than people, other people. One day, you will notice that there are better people than you. Hmm? Be nice. Tell your neighbor, be nice. On that, on that, open your Bibles to 
First Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. I want a nice reader. Somebody is a New King James. Don't read for me, thou, thee, and those. Dead English. Who is reading for me? Give them a microphone. Hey, my time is up. No, no, it's not up. It's not up. Because I'll take some few questions, okay? But I want to address your person. Then I'll address relationship. That's what you want to hear, right? Uh, I know. My friend, how are you? How are you? Do you have a relationship? Are you nervous? Are you sure? I deny her. They are saying, hey, 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 who? I'm very sure. Uh, she is here, so you don't want to people to know her. The way you don't want to look at my face, it's like she's here. Who is reading for me? Are you learning something? Yes, sir, we are. Yes. Let's go. First Peter chapter 3 from verse 8 to 9. Finally, all of you be of one mind, mm -hmm. having compassion for one another. Pause for me. Take them one by one. You said he's talking about relationships. And he says, have one mind. If you are not agreeable, there are some of you, you are not agreeable. You are very uncouth opinionated, disrespectful. When somebody says it is A, there is a tendency for you to say it is B. When a person says, okay, it is B, then you switch to it is A. You are not agreeable. You don't like people. You, you want to feel that you have a superior mindset in any argument. If it is not done your way, then it is not up to standard. Who is like that here? Be sincere. Things must be done your way before you approve it. Or you must be part of the process or part of the solution before you will accept it. Start working on yourself. Look, I don't care whether you are tongue-talking, Holy Ghost filled, baptized, you see visions you hear. In fact, those who see visions are the worst culprits. I don't care whether you can pray 12 hours a day. You are the worst culprit. Because your confidence is even in your prayer. Because you think you can pray, you find yourself better than people. You are, you are worse than the person who cannot pray. Say, be of one mind. If you find out that you can't agree with people, you cannot tolerate people's nonsense. You have a tendency to always argue with people and prove that you are right. Please, you are not ready for a relationship. Relate with yourself. Because you will cause trouble. Relationship requires oneness of mind. It requires what? The person said sorry for what they did. You like that? You like that? You like that? 
You are not agreeable. And there are some of you to say sorry. It's like a curse in your mouth. For you to admit mistake and say sorry. Like you rather rap in Chinese. <laughs> For you to say sorry. When they say say sorry or speak in Mandarin for two hours. You choose that one. You are not ready for a relationship. Number two. Having compassion for one another. Some of you are not empathetic. You cannot show compassion. It's your young kuhuan. It's your dream. That is your mindset. You are critical of people's mistakes. When you are critical of people's mistakes. You are critical of people's inadequacies. You don't have compassion. When somebody is poor, oh, he's a lazy person. When somebody feels oh, he's just a, a dumb student. You, 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 you are not compassionate. You don't want to be empathetic. You don't want to stand in the person's shoes and find out what happened. Why is this person behaving this way? Or going through this? You are critical. You are not compassionate. If you, don't, you cannot build that quality as a person, you are not fit for a beautiful relationship. Are you here? Some of you have broken up nice relationships because you are not compassionate. Maybe you plan an out and the person was one hour late. You are like that. You are like that. Me, I can't tolerate this kind of nonsense. Eh? See, even the party crimes, but me, I, in fact, I won't go again. <laughs> Who has done that before? Lift up your leg. Lift up your leg. Clap for Rita for being sincere. You that you are seeing here that you say you won't be sincere. There are more people than Rita here. More people because I'm picking five people who have argued bitterly last week. Arguments last week. And some of you, when you are in a relationship, you break up in your mind with a person a million times. You are impossible to deal with. Work on it. It is a requirement to be compassionate. If you don't have the tendency to be compassionate, don't attempt a relationship in this kingdom. Are you here? Relationships require oneness of mind and compassion. Third, be ten lovers, brothers. Show brotherly love. It's called filius. It's a kind of love that you express to people because of a certain likability. It is the basic form of human love. That kind of love does not sustain a relationship anyway, but it is the most basic form of human love. 
required in any human relationship. It is the kind of love that you say, hand go, hand come. It is the kind of love that is based on certain uh, conditions. It is love. It is a platonic love. It is, it is, it is a love that comes into effect because we either belong to the same association or we are brothers or we do things for each other. Now, the danger with that one is that the day I stop doing things for you, that day you stop liking me. Who has been there before? You lost friends because you couldn't help them at a certain time. And then they seem to have forgotten all the things you ever did for them. That kind of love does not build any relationship, but at least it is required. Because if you can't show that basic form of love, then you can't show God's kind of love. Agape. Put your hand there. I want somebody else to read this for me. Ephesians chapter 5, Message Bible, 1 and 2. Hey, only single life has taken all the time. Do you, have you opened it? Please read for us. Use much your voice. Follow God. Watch what God does and then you do it. Like Read it slowly so that everybody will pick the words. Okay. He says what? Watch what God does. And then? And then you do it. He says what? Watch what God is doing and then do it. So as a single person, before you want to enter a relationship, uh, when you lie on your bed and you are daydreaming about having a certain handsome man as a husband who is loving you and giving you 20 kisses per minute and taking you out for uh, uh, breakfast in uh, France, uh, uh, lunch, lunch in uh, see, 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 Samantha, see, Samantha, lunch where, lunch where, Italy, um, and then dinner where, where. I can't hear. Greece. When you are creating that reality in your mind, it's a reality you are creating. Anytime you sit down and you begin to imagine things, you focus your mind to imagine things, you are creating a reality. It will be so. But what will sustain that reality that you are creating is your personality. Well, that man when he comes, find you worthy of that treatment that you are desiring for. Because if you are going to be rating with your mouth, at the least mistake, you are not compassionate. You are not one in mind. You have a proclivity to argue with him at every... He'll tell you, um, honey, I, need, I have to go for a business summit in France, or Bohokoye breakfast. And you give you money to go and buy Milo and egg. <laughs> and I do milk. And I, uh, this way, chocolate drink. <laughs> 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 
guys here, would you take a lady? What kind of what kind of a lady would you take to those places for breakfast? Like a lady that is insulting you, not agreeable, not compassionate, speaks anyhow to you when you need something and say, "Can't you do it for yourself?" Talk to the hand. Talk to the finger. You say, Apostle, I know things. I know things. Who is teaching me? I said, I've dealt with young people for 20 years. That's enough experience. I've, I've counseled people. I do marriage counseling. Okay? I started counseling people when I was not even married. Okay, I've counseled adults who could give birth to me with marriage. I do, I'm a counselor. I've counseled people. I've, I've had situations before I started Zion Impact when I used to, bit, from 2010 to 2015, I was always here on Sundays. Every Sunday, I was on campus. Do you understand me? That time, that road was not bad. Though. It was terrible. It used to destroy my car all the time. And I will come. When the service closes at 11.30, I could leave here like 6 p.m., sometimes 9 p.m., counseling people. You see people, they are dating you. They are not talking to each other for the past one month. They are all members of KCF. They sit beside each other and sing. We glorify your name. And yet in your heart, they are angry at each other. Jesus says, when you are angry at your brother, don't bring an offering. It's not acceptable. This kingdom has a culture. It has a standard. It's higher than the world standard. Don't be a hypocrite. Sometimes they come and say, what is your... And he did this. He doesn't want to say sorry. He says, hey, go and hug each other. Go and hug each other and stop the nonsense. Mm. <laughs> say, I love you. I love you. I say it well. Say, I miss you. You say, hey, my counseling sessions are practicals. There is nothing like, I won't bring any book theory. It is human theory. You, somebody said, your nose is so nice. Somebody said, your face is so nice. Okay, fine. Everybody exchange. Bring your nose. Touch the nose. Say it is nice. Your nose is nice. Say your face is nice. Uh-huh. Then you hug each other. Go and sing no more. What is difficult about that? Do you know what is difficult about You are not agreeable. You are difficult. That's the next point. Go. Wait, we're reading something. Wait, let's finish it for me. Watch what God does. And then you do it. Uh-huh. Like, like children, children who learn proper behavior from their parents. And in this context, he's coming to show you the kind of proper behavior he's talking about. Continue. 
Mostly what God does is love. Mostly what God does is love. So God's expressions, most of the time, is expressions of love. And he says, so observe it. And just before you get confused, say, how online can observe it? Because me, I don't really know God. God cry, I've never heard his lines before. Read it. Keep company with him and Keep learn company with him. So that is God. why your prayer life as a single person is important. That is how come your Bible study life is important. When you read the scripture, you see how God, what God's heart looks like. How God shows love. That he shows love to people who are difficult. If you read a story account of the Israelites moving from, the, from Egypt to the promised land. At a point in time, a prophet was hired to come and curse them. A chapter before, God was berating them. He said, you are stiff-necked people. You are people devoid of understanding. How long shall I bear with you? He was blasting them. And yet, in the next chapter, when a prophet started cursing them, was going to curse them, God answered the prophet, I have not seen iniquity in Israel. So there is no enchantment against Jacob. You are just insulting them that they are stiff-necked people. But he will not allow a stranger to curse his people. That is the kind of God. He sees your mistake. He is not blind to it. God's love is not blind. He will rebuke you. And then he will shield you. For God so loved the world, so he gave. For you, so loved that gentleman, so you receive wakes. His love is not cautious. You wait. You are not ready for uh, extravagant love. Most of you here, what the best form of love you have is cautious love. Hand go, hand come. I gave you alewa. It's me. When I got my alewa, I gave you some. It's me. 
Have you noticed that you don't love? You are just a business person. You are in a business transaction. I do for you, do for me. It's me. Then your crash status comes on board. I thought you were in the university. You still do is me. Praise the Lord. Let's go. His love was not cautious but extravagant. Mm -hmm. He didn't love in order to get something. He didn't from us. love in order to get something from us. He didn't love in order to get sex from us. Apostle said it. Apostle said it. If you love me, this weather in Ashesi campus, you come and lie beside me. And become my Kuntu Blankson. Come and let me press you like how they need they need condo. Uh, hmm? Come here, let me press you like the way they press the keyboard. <laughs> let me find the tunes of your body. I didn't mention Adam's name. Oh. His love was not cautious. He didn't love in order to get something. If you notice that you've lived in that world and every time you express love, you are looking for a certain benefit of re in return. You are not ready for a relationship. You are ready for a manipulation and a transaction. Stay clear. Otherwise, you will go through heartbreaks. You will hurt yourself and you will hurt somebody. Are you here? I want to address these things before I enter into the main subject matter of relating to somebody else. Because when we say, write down the things you see in your dream relationship, all the things you will write down are things the other party is doing for you. You will never write what you are doing for that person. That shows how selfish and self-centered you are. You are not ready for a relationship because it's about you. Relationship is not about you. It's about you being a suitable helper. You are going to give, not to receive. A helper is not there to receive benefit. It's there to give. Why are you quiet like that? You don't like it. That is why most of you, your, 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 you, you think the relationship you are in is a, is a toxic one because you are not received. It's not toxic. It's your mindset that is causing the heartbreaks. Your expectations are deadly and wrong. You are selfish. You know that they've given the girl an assignment to do. You say she should leave the assignment and come and go for you. And yet you will not help the person with the research work. Aren't you selfish? If you're in a relationship like that, run. Drop it. And run. It won't help you. Those are warning signs in a relationship. I've not come there yet. And yet the time is up. 
Those are red flags. When the person is about, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, and forgive me, because I'm called Jimmy. Stop it. Run away. Are you here? You are not minding me. Oh, um, you don't like? It's boring, eh? The last two relationships I did at Zion Impact, I started entering into the human body. And there were a lot of questions. Do you know your body as a woman? Do you know your body as a guy? so that you can protect yourself. Some of you think that, oh, the way I am, I can never fall to sexual temptation. Are you more anointed than King David? Finish the sentence for me. But to give everything of himself to us, mm -hmm. love like He that. never loved to, in order to get anything from us, but to give everything of himself, what do you have in yourself to give? That relationship you want to enter, that guy you are crashing on that you wish that he will approach you and otherwise you yourself, you shoot your shots, no? When you get him, finish. When you get there, finish. What are you going to give her? What value are you going to add to her life? What value are you going to add to his life? Will his academic life improve? Will her academic life improve? If your presence in the life of the other party is not going to improve their lot in life, you are a useless person. You are not a suitable helper. You are a foolish person. You are not an asset. You are a liability. become an asset on your own. So that when somebody says, I'm leaving you, the person will go like, no. This one is a keeper. Be valuable in your character, in your wisdom, in your intelligence. Read. Be resourceful. Stop wasting your time on foolish telenovelas. And some of you learn foolishness from television and you want to act it out in your real life relationship. Your boyfriend is called Kwame Amponsa. You want him to act like Alejandro. Who has a hacienda? Your boyfriend doesn't have a garden. Let alone a hacienda. Kwame Amponsa does not have a hacienda. Tell your neighbor, build yourself. Become relevant. Drop some nonsense. See, you, you, you think that, eh, look, watch the way you react to your parents when they ask you to do something. 
when you are not in a mood to do it, that foolish action, get rid of it. Otherwise, it will amplify in the relationship and it will destroy the relationship. I'm talking to both genders. Your bedroom is useless. When you wash, you don't want to iron and fold and put down. You share your bed. Some of you have not cleaned your room in the past two years. Some of you have not changed your sponge in the past ten years. Your toothbrush is looking like this. Discipline things. When I was growing up, I thought it is um, because the teachers used to say that boys don't like bathroom. But when I was I started observing, I noticed it's, it's it's not true. A typical boy like bathroom more than a typical lady. When a girl will not go, maybe it's a weekend like this. That it is raining, she won't go anywhere. She will never bathroom. What are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> you, you can't speak on the behalf of the one system by you is even telling that it's true. You are saying that you are speaking on the You can walk around the whole day. And sometimes you forget to bath until the following day. Just because it rained. And you are not going anywhere. Hey! And then gems will start multiplying. Great grandfather, grandfather, children. On your skin. Then you go and start buying things. By the way, this is not my issue, but don't overuse these things. They spoil your face. Have you noticed people who like to use makeup a lot? They find it difficult to come out of their natural face. Do you know why? There's always blemish under. (laughs) You are covering your pores. Your pores can, your skin can breathe. You've always covered it. There's foundation, great ground foundation. For no other foundation can any man lay. Except that which has already been laid by Christ Jesus. But you, you are deciding to lay all manner foundations. How do you go and bath and put that on your face again? Then what was the use of the bath? I'm not saying don't put makeup. I'm not saying that. I'm not against makeup. Not against you looking on point. It's nice. But I'm saying that don't rely on that. And stop destroying your skin. If you are dark, keep it neat. Bath. Use shea butter. And stop bleaching your body. Stop it. Do you hear me?
And some of you guys too. Some. Not all. 20% of you. You like ablution instead of bathing. And this one, 99% of the guys here, you don't like changing your boxes on time. You can wear one boxer for two weeks. Why? Indiscipline. What has that got to do with relationship? Everything. Everything. The basic things that you don't take care of will come into many things about your life. And somebody's daughter will have to suffer for it. Wash that boxes. Tell your neighbor, the guy says, wash that boxes. Let me say something that is very, very X-rated. Very, very, very X-rated. Some of you ladies, when we come under your bed, I will see panties that you removed five years ago under the bed. It is rolled like Achomo and it's there. Do you know Achomo? The one they have rolled. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I am lying. Tell me that when I come under your bed, You see, I'm lying. Okay. We are, come, we are going to your bedroom right now. <laughs> Be disciplined. Be disciplined. Sweep your room. Sweep your room. Clean up. Be neat. When you do, when you plate your hair, Change it after a while. I am I've said it. See, you see how she's demonstrating it, you know. She'll be hitting like she has smoked green grass, ganja. She'll be hitting the head, sir. There, there is great grandfather of mosquito inside. Every day you see them do it like this. Because a typical guy will hug you. He won't say anything, no. You go quite silent. This guy, you had a male, papa. It didn't melt too much. Because people hate the truth. Girls hate the truth. Girls like to be like, lied to, unfortunately. Because when you are told the truth, your hair, no, it didn't you and want a scent. You get angry. Are you saying I'm smelling? Yes, you're smelling. you and then they intentionally ask you is the food nice and you have to be careful in answering that because if you say the truth if you are here like that you are a manipulator 
You are not laughing like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please don't take it personal, okay? I beg you. We are here to correct mindsets. <laughs> Mercy Lord. How many of you ladies can cook? Yes, don't be shy. You can cook. All of you can cook. I doubt. Yes, there are levels. But there are people who are sincere. What The point I'm trying to raise with that is that, you see, when you know your inadequacies, don't be shy. Start building on it. Go to the person that you have identified knows it. And learn. Do you understand? In this environment, you are students. So learn everything. And don't imprison yourself with the course you are doing. Open up the horizon of your bound and learn. Learn. Learn different skills. Last year, I decided to download TikTok and be on TikTok just to watch what is happening. And I realized that there are people, 19-year-olds, making thousands of dollars. Thousands. Especially those in the IT fields. People have also become content creators, different kinds, and they are making me. There was a research I watched. These young guys, one is 20, one is 25. How many people follow you on social media? I have 5 million followers. Um, five. Five what? Wow. An advertising company will want to pay you and be advertising their wares. On your page because they will see they will have five million people watching that advert. You know a lot of things about YouTube. The only thing you like to do is watch foolish songs, foolish things, and you want somebody to love you. He said he loved he he loved in order to give everything of himself. What you have to give? Foolish YouTube ideas. Foolish telenovela ideas. He said what? Alejandro. <laughs> Cases from Alejandro. You see, you see, you have to hold me the way Alejandro was holding uh, Jose, how Jose Miguel was holding. What's the name? What's the name of the ladies? My friend say, don't tell me you don't know any. What? Mary Cruz. Uh huh. Mon. Montserrat. I thought that once you are in Ashesi, you are busy studying and you are doing what Papa Roli told you to pray. You are watching Montserrat. Hey! You are thing you are some serious student. Go and see. You say, you are the Meanwhile, this is you. Crying because a certain gentleman didn't buy you a wig. Aim for the best. Okay? Study your books, but 
Please, let's finish it. My time. Be tender-hearted. Be tender-hearted. Jesus Christ. I can't go into this one. Hey, some of your heart. You want to be in a relationship. <laughs> Concrete. Concrete is even soft. Some of your heart. Hey! You are wicked at heart. You are what? When your partner or the you see, you are so difficult, your parents are afraid of you. Some of you, you are so difficult. When your parents want to talk to you, they will tell your other sibling to come and tell you. And you want somebody's son, somebody's daughter. To come and rob you and give everything of him or herself to you. Yeah. Difficult at heart. He said, be tender hearted. Tell your neighbor, bring your heart down. You are quick tempered, hot tempered, bad tempered, hard hearted. Unforgiving. You remember the pain you felt the day that guy didn't give you some of the alewa. And you have transferred that head upon all the time ten guys you have dated. Because of one alewa. And and, and the the, the worst part of it is that you use the hard-heartedness to manipulate. You must always have your way. If you are here and you find out that you must always have your way, you are a demon. Separate yourself and be recreated. What did I say? This world doesn't revolve around you. And recently I heard this term. The world doesn't operate the way it operates in your mind. hear me? So be tender-hearted. Learn to keep quiet on some things. Learn to give benefit of the doubt. Learn to say, oh, it's okay. And mean it. It's okay, but you are planning revenge. What's your name? Send me. Set them. Okay, I mean. Set them. Okay. I was going to ask you a question, but are you tender hearted? See, the way she's laughing at herself, Sephra. All the guys have seen you, the way you are answering. Where's your boyfriend? Oh, oh I'm here for. You don't have some. You have an issue. You know, you are this time. Did I hear me? Are you sure? 
when did you stop having some? <laughs> Who cried last week? Last week you were crying. Your heart was hurting you because of relationship. Two girls, one boy. See, be tender hearted. What's the last one? Be courteous. Courteous. Be courteous. Be courteous. Be courteous. Some of you, you are totally disrespectful. You think that's fine. You think that is a temperament, nature that you should subscribe to. By the way, by the way, I don't care which denomination of Christianity you belong to. Once God has brought you under this ministry, I'll tell you one thing. Do not subscribe to any temperamental description. The only temperament you are required to have in this kingdom is that Christ be formed in you. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. He didn't say, let this sanguine mindset be in you. He didn't say, let this phlegmatic. You, you don't produce flames. Even if you don't produce flames, you are not a phlegmatic. You are not choleric. You don't suffer from cholera. Leave that side alone. Do you hear me? Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ, who, when he was insulted, did not insult back, but you sitting here. You are not courteous. You are. And you think your disrespect is being assertive. There is, there is nothing assertive about your uncouth nature. There is nothing. In Africa here, I've heard this narrative so much that they say successful women find it difficult to marry, to get a, a, a man to marry. That's not true. It depends on who you are. If you are flaunting your success in the face of people, nobody wants to be around a donkey who It's not that it's sinking. Eh? What is an ASS? What's another name for an ASS? What kind of a person is this who talks like that? Me, I don't like him. Tell your neighbor, work on yourself. Relationships, okay, is formed by human beings. It is two people, natural people, that come together to form a relationship to achieve something. Every relationship has an objective. Now, if the individuals coming together are the negative of these things we've mentioned, do you think it will survive? 
How many of you come from a broken home? Have you realized? Oh, you don't need to lift up your hand. How many of you realize that these are people who could have survived together? What made it difficult? Either one party was not tender-hearted, difficult-hearted, not courteous, or the two of them. You see, I, I cast out demons. I'm a deliverance minister. I do all those things. But let me tell you, before a demon will have access, there should have been an open door in your heart, somewhere in your character. Do you hear me? When I do premarriage counseling, there are 13 topics in the premarriage counseling book. I do only two. And those two topics are not in those books. It's called actions and reactions. Every relationship is based on an action and a reaction. What I did and how you responded. What you did and how I responded. That's all. If the relationship is going to survive. So, if your proclivity is to respond negatively to anything you perceive to be negative, will the relationship survive? And when something has started happening, I don't understand. You go and break up with your boyfriend and then come and cry for the next one year. Why? What are you crying for? You are humans. You are healing. From what? Ah. You. You. Broke the relationship. It's not KCF that broke the relationship. You. KCF doesn't break relationship. We preach the kingdom of God. Then your friend will ask you, say, my friend, say, eh, we said the case here, the way you go, you break your relationship. No, but why do you cry? You left off something that was hurting you. You should be happy. Is what? A loss of. Why am I saying? Something was pinching you. And then you took that thing away. Thank you. Wait, where's of the pain? <laughs> so you should rather be thankful that the thing is gone. You've learned something about building your pers personality, right? Before you start a relationship. Let's go into something into real relationship issues. And then... Hey! It's 4.55. Have you learned something so far? What I've said, it, what I've said is it worth it? Or is it a waste of your time? What's today's date? No, I'm not coming here tomorrow. 
my car got spot on the way. In fact, I have, have, have <laughs> my actual car, I've given it out. I gave it out last week. I gave it to the man of God as a seed. And um, I started using what my kids use for school. And then it got, when we were on the road coming, he decided that they won't come here. So I left it. That's how I come out late. Praise the Lord. Why are you looking at me like that? That I gave out my car. A seed remains alone until it is planted. And when it plants, it dies. And when it dies, it germinates and brings forth much. Paul said, and God who gives seed to the planter and food to the eater, both multiply your seed sown and your harvest. If you want something greater, so what you have now. Let it go. Okay? I had a Renault suffering. I gave it out. And I got a Jeep um, compass. And I dashed it. And I got a Honda Pilot. I dashed that one. And I got the BM. And I have touched that one. It's not part of the relationship now, but I'm telling you this. Learn to be a giver even in that relationship. Some of you, you are... You are the secretary of the Singing People Association. When you are... You have something, your boyfriend or girlfriend is coming, or you hide it. My brother, what's your name? What's your name? Uh, Papa Kofi. Papa Kofi, why is she pointing at you when I say what I said? What's your name? Christabel. Christabel, why are you pointing at Papa Kofi? He likes to hide things when you are coming here. Sometimes. Oh, where is my friend who was sitting here? Oh. She's gone. Oh. Did I did I did I suck her? Was I too terrible on her? <laughs> Oh, I'm interested in the answer. Some of you grew up, probably grew up in a competitive family. Maybe you have four siblings, three siblings. So it's like the fastest hand gets the biggest meat or something. Unfortunately, you build that thing and then you bring it to a relationship. You think everything is a competition in a relationship, huh? Life is not a competition. Especially with your partner. You are co-pitting. You are co-petitors. Not competitors. 
What is competition? What is intrapreneurship? Oh, entrepreneurial students, where are you? The next topic, if I go inside, I don't know how I'll handle it because it's a lot. Any questions so far? Any questions? Let me pick any question. Yes, please. Give a microphone. Ask me questions. What do you do when you are heartbroken? Uh, how do you avoid unnecessary heartbreaks? What do you do when the guy is saying do something that you don't want to do? As a student, ask me questions. Ask me questions. Don't ask me how to please your partner on a honeymoon. You are not ready for that one. Yes, please. Um, okay, so it's regarding um, soul ties in a relationship. So I don't know if it was you or um, Prophet Hayford who mm -hmm. talked about delivering somebody who was in a relationship in Ashesi, mm -hmm. and then years later she couldn't either a rela her relationships were. It's me. It was you. Okay, okay. Yeah. So her relationships <laughs> were failing. And it was because of like something that was said during the relationship. Mm -hmm. So how do you prevent like forming um soul ties through words and also what other things can we prevent from doing that? And also if you have formed a soul tie, how do you break it? I think I have one more question, sorry. Okay. Let me <laughs> Um Yeah, and also yes, yeah, so how do you like safely like Safely in a spiritual way, gets out of a relationship. Hey, safely in a spiritual way. I think I was talking about I was dealing with class one issues when I have to deal with, with university issues. Wow. Okay, so let's start first things first. Um, soul ties. What's a soul tie? Do you have an idea what a soul tie is? What's a soul tie? Give it a mic. Hmm. I know that it's like it's mainly for mention your name so that we will know your name and then we'll okay <laughs> I'm Elena mm -hmm. okay so um I know that it's for when you have sex with somebody so it's like you have like like your soul has been connected with the person mm. yeah. All right. okay you pause there soul ties don't happen only because of sex sex is one of the highest ways because it's a direct exchange of blood between two parties. What is coming out of the man is blood. His DNA, everything is inside. All right. Now, soul ties are covenants of association that is established between two people. And wherever you hear the word covenant, you are talking about agreement that is bound by legalities. Do you understand me? And that is how come you don't need to even, you don't need to have sex with a person. Okay? A strong desire for somebody. That is why your crash, crash word that you use becomes dangerous. You can form a soul tie with somebody just by crash. I'm hearing, oh... That's why when I come here, okay, I know there are people from different denominations of Christianity. So I like to use 
neutral words. I don't like to go into those matters. But let me tell you, I said something that I'm not talking to non-Christians. I'm talking to people in God's kingdom. I don't care the church you attend. Your church you attend does not it's not the standard for Christianity. The scriptures is. Do you understand? And so when I speak about these things, I'm speaking on scriptural authority. Do you understand? Whether you believe it or not, these things exist. Demons exist. Okay? You are a spirit. You have a soul that is attached to your spirit and you live in this body. There are things that occur in this body that when you do, it's not a sin against God. It's a sin against you. But God will punish you. God says, if you destroy this temple, I will destroy you. Which means you are not this body. He sees this body as his temple. So you are co-tenant with God in this body. So when you are abusing this body, imagine you live in a hostel with a, 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 your, a friend. She comes, she dumps all the rubbish in the room, use parts, will you stay in that room? Will you keep quiet? What will you do to the friend? You tap him. That is what you do when you begin to do certain things with your body. God sees that you are abusing the body. And he says he will fight you. In this, you understand? And you have a soul. The soul is made up of what? Your, your will? Your intellect? And emotions. The mind is the same as the intellect. Okay? Now, these three things are very important. Now, let me answer the question. Because your will is part of your soul, when you are crushing somebody, you are using your will to form an, an association, consciously or unconsciously. Let me give you a very basic example. How many of you thought about somebody and the person appeared and said, hey, it has become so normal that you think it's just a, a, a usual coincidence. I said something when I was speaking that your mind creates realities. I know 90% of you here masturbated or have masturbated before. You don't need to watch porn to masturbate. Have you noticed that? You just picture the person. And that reality creates a pleasure until you orgasm. Is that not so? Your mind is that powerful. It creates realities. And you think you are joking. When you start doing that, you are inviting a demon to. And a demon will become the third party in that binding force because God is not inside. Soul tie has been formed. That is how come it becomes so bad that that person that you imagine very soon start having dreams. That's how come some people even dream that somebody's husband is their husband. Yeah. Now let me come back to the subject. Soul ties can be formed by simply saying I love you. I will always be with you. I will never leave you. When the person's heart accepts this, and these words are bent into her emotions, which is a sub 
which is part of her soul, a tie, a covenant has been formed. When a soul tie is formed, what makes it dangerous is because of the backgrounds we come from. Do you understand me? Every African, everybody, everyone in this world comes from a certain lineage that was once upon a time connected to idolatry altars. There are people within the family who don't have the faith you have. They still believe in the old traditions. And so they still call on those demons. You say you are a child of God. So you have separated yourself. But by forming a soul tie, you have connected yourself illegally back to those altars of that person, not even yours. And the person too has connected his to yours. Now, a gateway is open. Marriage. Okay, the covenant of marriage is a soul tie. That is how come God says, God says, and this is one of the most painful and difficult scriptures for me in the Bible. Jesus says, if you marry, if you divorce, and you go and marry, you've committed adultery. Why? You divorced. The court may grant you divorce with us, but heaven has not granted you divorce with us. What God has put together, only God can put asunder. So if God has not said, and you just say, oh, because there is infidelity, so until heaven says so, that marriage is still standing before God. Because of the soul tie. How do you break it? By the word of God and by prayer. Sometimes you need a sacrifice in addition. Because the worst part of soul tie is when you, you cut your blood, you cut it, and then you put it together and say, let our blood be witnesses. Eish. In the moment of infatuated foolishness, Let me tell you, you are young, so it will feel, please come, what's your name? Abna, clap for Abna, beautiful girl, you are pretty. You meet pretty Abna, and you are infatuated, she's infatuated, you are infatuated with each other. Maybe this is your first relationship. So to you, this is your first taste of the honey of love. You think that this guy is your world. This girl is your world. You've not... I typically use Venn diagram when I'm doing my relationship counseling. You know what a Venn diagram is. Okay. One set has a certain element. Another set has a certain kind of element. And yet in both sets, there are certain elements that may be common. So that's where you have your point of intersection because of the commonalities. And then there are certain elements that are called outliers. There are tendencies that are associated with the sets, but not inside the box. It can show up. It's not who you are, but it can show up. So while the relationship is going on, some outliers 
shows up. And then you go like, I think I made a mistake. Or you have your first major argument and then you are emotionally distraught and then it's like the relationship is on rock. What happens to you? When the relationship is breaking, you cry, you weep, you think your world has come to an end. What if nobody can love me again? What if I don't have anybody to love again? You are a fool. Keep quiet. It's foolishness. It's young and foolishness talking. Some people have had five breakups and they are fine. You did your first one, so you think that is your world. No. That world you, you experience is not even uh, half of Accra or Brigusu. You've not explored the world. You understand me? So how do you break free? First of all, understand this. Understand this. Human beings change. Be careful about promises you make based on infatuation. Demons don't know infatuation. Demons are wicked entities that want to colonize your mindset and manipulate your destiny forever. Do you understand me? So they will play on your ignorance to establish those ties so they can get you. They know that God has protected you. They know you are a child of God. They know you are the righteousness of God so they can't touch you. So the only thing they can get is try to get you to use your own will and mouth to make declarations that opens the door for them. Then they've come. So when you meet, you say Abena, and you like Abena, you love her. In fact, their word love, don't abuse it. Tell her, I like you. I want us to be, but right now, eh, no more, when we say we'll fool, because I don't know you, don't know me, but I like you. Right? Start on friendship. Be good friends and pray for each other. I'm jumping to some of the, my last points in this answer. Start praying for her. You really like her. You think she's the woman you want to be with. You see the future with her. Pray into her background. Father, because I like this one, I bring her before you. Whatever is in her background, that fought people, if there is any pattern of unsuccessful relationships in her family, I decree and declare by the word of the Lord, as a battle axe, I enter her background. I disconnect her from disappointment. When we start a relationship, there will be no disappointment. Our hearts will not be manipulated. If there is anger in her that I don't know, I uproot it. As I also uproot my own foolishness and anger. You pray for yourself, you pray for her. When you meet her, don't let the, the temptation for her body to attract you will come. It's part of the natural, what happens in the flesh. Overcome that and look and pray for her soul. Father, any foolishness attached to her soul, any weakness, inadequacies, that will make her less than a suitable helper, I approach it. The more you pray for her, the more you will see her in the light of God's glory. So that the day you start the relationship, you know that this indeed is my suitable helper. That then you, at that time, God has taught you patience. When the man of God is declaring you husband and wife, add all your covenant and soul ties because that thing will last because God has brought it together. 
You've prayed for her character. You've prayed for her natural abilities. Lord, bless the works of her hands. When she touches anything, let it be blessed. Grant her intelligence. Because women produce over 90% of the intelligence of a child. So if you are going to get married, make sure the wife is very smart. Oh, otherwise your children will suffer in school. Oh. What did I say? Nothing. Did I say anything? I didn't say anything, did I? So you pray for a father, make her smart. Make her smart. Make her level-headed. Solomon had over a thousand women. One day he wrote, he said it's better to live on the rooftop of a house than with a contentious woman. He said her nagging is like the continual dripping of a raindrop. Kush, 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 kush. Solomon had experience. Take that advice and pray for a father. I I cast out any spirit that will make her nag. See, a guy is a cultivator, a woman is a multiplier. Adam was asked to till, to cultivate the land. The woman came to help replenish. What you plant in her, she will multiply and give back to you. So if you don't teach her, if you are not entering the relationship on campus with the mindset of making her better, leave her alone. Do you understand? Stop making promises that you have. You yourself, you have not discovered yourself. You don't know, maybe you, a door will be open for you to go and study at Uzbekistan. And you may never come to Ghana again because you will meet Obakoko planting chips. Like, what's your name? Yvette. And then you forget about you say, Oh, I'm nice cocoa, but this is more cocoa. Then you will notice that human beings change. Let me ask you a question. Your childhood crash when you were in primary school, where is she? No idea. Where is she? It's in leg. <laughs> Miss Maya, you are so not over that one. You are following her. Close marking. But the reality is that some of the people that you used to crash on on primary school and in secondary school, have you noticed that now when you see them, you ask yourself, Mikra, what was wrong with me? My standard was low, Papa. Then you hit yourself into reality, sir. Never again. Meanwhile, you have come to a chassis. You see some guy visiting always, no one crossing, no one just shows. I say, Jesus. 
when it's lecture you intention go and sit at the back and the guy is sitting there will be looking at the list father guys that's what the ladies do they check you out more than you check them out you have no idea tell me i'm lying if guys you know how the ladies check you out eh, more than you check them out you'll be shocked they've assessed you long ago they've made their assessment if you fall within their sample size when you are coming they will start entertaining you small small if because they have already asked when you are coming i said master i beg i'll call you back when i finish closing the fridge So the summary of the answer is that don't say words that you don't mean. Words are powerful. They are spirits and they are life. When it is bent into the emotions, they become a covenant. Sex is one of the many ways of forming soul ties. It's not the only way. And by the way, those of you who have indiscriminate sex and you still speak in tongues, Please sit down. Don't think because the gift of tongues is there, you are fine. You are not fine. You are not fine. Let me tell you, we are all children of God, so we believe. But not every child of God has fought the battles of life to disconnect themselves from strong men in their family. I, 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 no matter how I pray for you and I wish success for you, there are some of you seated here, there are strong men in your family, they've not let you go yet. There are some of you, we need to battle and break you free from unemployment, otherwise there's a lot of poverty and struggle, you finish school, summa cum laude, whatever, your colleagues that you pass more than will get the job at Mary Lynch and even uh, a startup that's known to take you. Not every Ashesi graduate who did well is employed. I know them. Some of them come to me for prayers. I have to deal with an issue. I've dealt with many issues. I, I don't read, I don't just see what Ashesi has written on their website and say, I know people who after graduation in 2013, in 2009, have never been employed from Ashesi University. Do you hear me? So no matter how you are sitting here, shen shen, everybody, there are issues. Do you understand me? And so be careful who you give your heart and your soul to. Forgive my language. But when you go and lie down and you are lifting your leg in different degrees, you are planting seeds against your destiny, that glorious destiny. Do you hear me? Don't listen to that smooth voice of that foolish boy and be saying things. He doesn't know himself. He has not discovered anything about himself. He doesn't even know how he will behave when he gets $100,000. Whether his appetite for your kind will stay or change. 
What's your name again? Papa. You think Papa sitting here, if Papa gets $100,000, you come for you. His days will change. Right now, what's the car you want to drive right now? Immediately, pay your budget. I don't have one. You don't have any. Toyota Corolla. Eh? But if you have hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> Bentley. Bentley, master. Bentley, nobody doesn't marry you. Shit. But but you get the idea. So we all change based on certain preferences and circumstances and environment. It is because you are in Ashesi, so a certain girl in Ashesi is attracting a certain guy. When you leave Ghana and go to Rwanda, you see taller, more handsome guys or more beautiful girls. You go to Southern Africa, you see more fairer women, not the one that was bleached, but natural with shapes, guitar shape. You will forget your Accra girlfriend. You will. You will. Because we are all influenced by our environment. That is why I'm saying be careful. Don't joke with words. And in the realms of the spirit, distance is not a barrier. So tie in Accra, will pursue you to California. Listen, you are a student. You have no business promising somebody your heart. If the relationship starts, fine. But don't make unnecessary promises. I wish I can share some personal things with you. But not today. You are not ready for it. Okay? I want you to be careful. What you say. See. No, let me use another person. The two of you. What course are you doing? What course? Do you do any common courses together? Statistics. So let's say because you are doing BA, okay, he's not too good in statistics. He's in CS. So you start sitting together and helping each other. After two months, you know what will happen. You know what will happen. You know, tell me what will happen. Attraction. Emotional bond will start taking place. And then you, if you don't take care, it will be so strong, you will start having dreams. And you will think that God is saying, be in a relationship. God never spoke. Do you know what? The cogitations of the mind shows pictures in the night. Dreams are three sources. God, your mind, or Satan. Your mind will give you pictures based on what you are thinking about or what you thought about or what is in your subconscious or unconscious. Do you understand me? And you will start building a relationship. I've had to deal with so many relationship problems because of that. You start somebody, Especially when somebody just broke up from a relationship and needs comfort is time to heal you are the friend oh i'm there for you i'm there i'm there for you then you see that you have been there when the person heals the person notices not it does not need you because what you 
provided that you became a plaster on the wounds of the person. When wounds heal, you don't keep the plaster there. And you see that another heartbreak, another heartbreak, another heartbreak. Learn to define your relationships. Do you understand me? Put two people who are enemies, sworn enemies together, male, female, in a room. Give them one hour. When you come, if they are not having sex, they are very close friends. Because there is a very thin line between hatred. Do you understand me? So, when you and that friend of yours is in a classroom, you are doing studies together, you are... Don't take that atmosphere that happens as the Holy Spirit talking. It's infatuations and your foolish hormones. Do you hear? Do you hear me? My little brothers and sisters, do you hear me? Hmm? That first relationship, if it ends in marriage, glory to God. But it's too early to say, I will never leave you. Give me your hand. <laughs> it's too early. It's too early. You cry, you leave yourself. Your shadow leaves you in, a, in darkness. You will never leave her. Wait for her to start insulting you. Let her unborn again self come. You will run before you remember the words you spoke. Do you hear me? So put a lid on your mouth and on your emotions. Don't make promises. Second question. Yes, please. Microphone. Hey. Elaine. When are we closing? I should flow. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going to eat for food and go be soup. Okay, so somebody once told me that um, it's actually recommended to like start dating from like a very early age so that you'll be able to like track patterns in your family because according to what the person said, she was like, there are some families where like they have patterns like, okay, they date guys for like nine, ten years, then when they start talking about marriage, like it breaks and all. So if you're dating from like a young age, like you'll be able to like track those things and know what flows in your bloodline before time. And it was actually something I, I believed in because I used like my first and only relationship to like test run like what she said. <laughs> So, like, what's your take on it? Sorry, let's go. Are you done? Yeah, I didn't I'm hear the done. next question, sorry. I was talking. No, like, I just asked, like, what's your take on that? Like, you, you start dating from a very early age. so that I don't have a take. I have a scriptural answer for you. I said that in this kingdom, we don't import cultures 
from other kingdoms. Okay. Let me take the example you gave. There is a party in the family that people date nine years. Okay? And when it's time for marriage, it breaks. And you want to start from early age. No, you are not the one starting. It is the family demon manipulating you to follow the same thing. And it will break. Patterns are sponsored by authors and spirits. Human beings don't have any power over demonic patterns except through Christ. That is why in the Old Testament, before Jesus Christ came, he said, suffer not a witch to live. A witch is not a human being. A witch is a spirit of manipulation that makes a pact with the human being and lives in the human being and controls the soul of the human being. And before Jesus came, humanity did not have the authority to drive out spirits. And so God says, destroy the witch. That is the vessel, the human being. But what was happening is that when you kill one human being, you have not killed the witch. You have killed the human being. The witch, which is a spirit, will go because witchcraft has to do with altars and family altars. It will look for another person in the family. Typically, a very young person. Not an old woman. A young person. And form the pact because the longer it stays in one person, the more it is able to spread. Do you understand me? Now, when that spirit is able to manipulate you, it has gotten hold of your generation. By the time your children come on your scene, it has hopped onto that child from the day you gave birth to that child. Now, in that long relationship, you can... First, when I used to say this, I used to say that after one year. But of late, after one week of starting relationship, pam, 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 starts happening. What is pam, pam, pam? You understand me? Eh? You start the knack. You know be so. Are you going to tell me that nine years of relationship you were doing, hi, hello, I miss you. No, no, I'm just citing an example. I'm not saying you. Okay, I'm just giving, using the words you use, all right? One year. One week. In fact, sometimes one day. One hour, self. Your generation, you're saying, hey, me, I fear all of you here. <laughs> I fear all of you. See how you're sitting down doing your mouth like this. You live in a room with <coughs> hallelujah. So, the perspective is this if you've been told or you notice there is a pattern, and, and you don't need to test run anything to see, you need a man of God to know your pattern. You need to just sit down. What happened to my grandfather? What happened to my grandmother? What happened to my mother? What happened to my uncles? My just look at the pattern. You will know. You don't need to put your hand in hot water to know it's hot water. When you see that it's on fire and it's boiling, you should know. If it's not on fire, you see that there's vapor coming out. You should know. Do you need to put your hand in the hot water to know? Then you'll be burnt severally. Is that not so? So, whoever gave you that uh, suggestion, it's a demonic suggestion. Don't do it. 
I kid you not, I had to deal with the situation. And, and in this morning time, there's foolish counsel going on. Teachings of demons. A lady comes from Zimbabwe, comes to school in the University of Ghana. Okay? Meet a Ghanaian guy on the road. She is lost. So the guy helps her. Okay? And she finds a way back to school. The guy gives her money, takes, goes to school. Then she go, tells her roommate, Oh, I met this guy who helped me. He was so nice. Da, 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 da. And I said, Oh, you need to go and thank him. How? Sleep with him. You're saying, Hey. Is it what she, told, what she told me? She said that she believed it. God forbid. But if there was a pattern like that, you have opened the door for the demon that brings that pattern to have full access. Do you understand me? Don't listen to foolish counsel. And you see, foolish counsel are sponsored by the deities responsible for those patterns in your family. Now you are making me talk very spiritual here. Do you understand? Don't joke with all Teso. That's why I said you are seated here. When I was coming, I was confused whether I should come and lead prayer and break patterns of the bloodline regarding relationship for most of you here. When I was coming, I was praying for you people. I saw most of you, your homes, your parents are not fine. At least, I picked three parental marriages on the brink of divorce. I picked two that are already separated, living somewhere else. You are sitting here. You are watching me. Do you understand? And then somebody says, oh, go and start a relationship. It's a demon. I've conquered your parents. Now I need you. And when they set their eyes on you, you are not the target. Your children are the target. So once they can get you to obey their pattern, you have access to your children. I told the church last week, God testified himself about Moses. He said, Moses is the most humble man on earth. Is that not so? God said it to the meekest man alive. One day, he was provoked. He lost his meekness. And he displeased God. And God said, you will not enter the promised land. He prayed three times. He himself said, God warned him. Don't talk to me about this matter again. Do you know where the anger came from? His great, great, great grandfather was cursed because of his anger. Reuben and Levi. Jacob cursed them. Because their sister, Dinah, was raped, raped. And they were angry. So they went to the man who raped her and decided and tricked him. If you want to marry our sister, we'll give her to you. Just let all the men in your kingdom circumcise themselves. That's all they agreement. The men agreed. They circumcised themselves. On the third day, when the pain was and they couldn't walk, these three brothers, out of hot anger, took knives and went to kill all the men in the city. What an outrage of anger. When Jacob heard it, he said, May so never be present in your tent, for their anger is as bitter as death. Moses, by himself, is a meek man. 
But there was a family pattern of anger. It was dormant. But one day, he showed up. It denied him his destiny. Be careful. David had, was a very anointed king. But he had a woman problem. It was so terrible that when he was old, 80 years, and was sick about to die, do you know what they used to do that this guy is sick indeed? They didn't bring a physician. No. They went to look for, in the whole kingdom of Israel, the most beautiful girl, and brought her to David. When the fourth morning came, and they saw that the girl had not been touched, they said the king is sick indeed. Because King David, about beautiful woman will not pass by David's nose. And you go scot-free. Hey! And do you know where it came from? Do you know where it came from? Do you know where the door, first door was opened? Judah. His great, 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 great grandfather. Judah had a serious sexual problem. So he was in a family. To the point that his own daughter-in-law who had become an old woman herself because he was married to one of Judah's first sons and the man died without giving birth with her. Then the second one was given to her to marry. The other one too died. Then was left with this last guy. And Judah said, he's my small boy when he grows. But you old woman, what do you want from my small boy who is now going to grow? The guy grew and Judah didn't give. So one time I had it, he paid her. Then she dressed as a prostitute. And went to stay by a roadside. And Judah was passing by and saw her. She went into her. It means that Judah frequented prostitutes. Some of you, your struggle with masturbation started with your great great grandparents. So when you have that knowledge, you don't need to to go and see whether, oh, let me start a relation. You don't need that. You pray. That is why I said, when you meet a girl, when you meet somebody, you don't just start a relationship. You start with friendship. And in that period, pray! Disconnect that, that lady from patterns. And disconnect yourself. Deal with your own background. Because it may be latent. You may not even see anything. Yours may be a pattern of laziness where people miss good opportunity because of laziness. Haven't you seen families where people are smart but very poor? Haven't you seen it? You understand me? That's why I'm relationships. I didn't want to go into the spiritual side. It was going to be one of the last things, the spiritual angle of relationships. I wanted to deal with the physical, emotional, and biological ones here. But it's a good question anyway. Please, all of you, all of you, regardless, take these things seriously. Very intelligent question. Very good question. Because many people are being manipulated. I asked the question, what forced Samson to fall in love with Philistine women? Bloodline patterns. Bloodline patterns. What is it that gives you that proclivity to always like the things that is destroying you. You know it is destroying you, but you can't stop. There is something underneath it. A 
spirit or an altar is sponsoring that. You break free by prayer. Because Christ has given you the victory. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You don't just confess it. You enforce it through prayer, through fasting. And then you need the backing of an altar. You go to your pastor. Say, Daddy, I'm dropping this seed on your altar. Let this, the altar that you serve swallow up any evil altar in my family that sponsors evil and demonic patterns. We will not be poor. This, my intelligence, will yield to success. I will not write my exams three times. If God says I'm going to work abroad, I am going there. I will not marry the wrong person. I will not be in a relationship with the wrong people. They will not orchestrate wrong people for me to marry. You deal with it. Do you hear? Let me mention something. This LGBT nonsense that is happening, you think it is, it is, it is normal? It is sponsored by a whole demonic system and structure. And the feelings is real. People get up feeling, oh, you, are, you feel for 20 years. I've been dealing with these things in Ashesi here. People come to me and cry. Also, I hate it, but it is in me. You pray for them, deal with their daughters, and they are free. Some of them are married. Male, female, they are married. And they are free. Because what they are feeling is real. They wish they would have a biological evidence to suggest that, okay, this is biological. It is, that's not them. But they feel it. That, ah, I want to be with my fellow gender. You don't judge them. Because you don't know what they are fighting. You pray. Do you understand? Okay, enough of those things. Any more questions? Have I answered your question? Please, don't, don't, whoever, if it is you or it's a general question, don't listen to certain counsel that is not in line with God's word. That is what I want to tell everybody, okay? Somebody, I know a lady, I have a lady friend. When they were talking, I was preaching about something. She came to ask me and said, what I preached really hit her. He said, she told me how she lost her virginity. It, it, it was, you could see, this is a demonic pattern. She's in secondary school. Friends keep teasing her. Why are you a virgin at this age? Why are you a virgin at this age? So one day, some foolish boy that used to work in a neighborhood, she herself approached the guy, come in. You are laughing. You, because nobody knows about your own. Remember how you lost your own. It's not as foolish. Eh? The guy bought you fried rice. The guy bought you golden tree chocolate. Eh? That is your price. May God deliver you from foolishness. And may God separate you from those ties. Any more questions? Um, yeah. I saw plenty of hands up. Uh -huh. Okay, so let's say you've been going. I like your voice, pal. Uh, therefore. Uh, my name is Archin. Um, 
let's say you've been going back and forth with somebody for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then like it's always ending not cause of like problems in the relationship like mm-hmm. nothing between you two maybe it's just like infidelity like you are always with other people mm-hmm. how do you know wait 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 go back like <laughs> yeah like like there's no problem between you and the person uh-huh. but like the, pr- the problem is you like every day you are chasing other things okay um, what's making you chase other things so yeah so in that so wait, 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 wait i want to get the question that the scenario there's a relationship there's no problem between you and the other party but the problem is with you who keeps chasing it may, it's a problem between the two of you okay let's see okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I'm listening. The, Don't mind me. The person is not ready to do some things, and you feel like wait, wait, what's that something? It's time for you. Wait, wait, wait what's that something? Things, things. Okay. <laughs> Have you all understand the, the terminology things? Uh huh. As a student, bad boys and girls. Okay. okay things. Let's go. So let's say for that reason, you keep on going to other people because the person is not ready to do anything with you. They're mm-hmm. waiting to marry. Mm-hmm. How do you know if like? But let's say. Every time it ends, you guys, let's say, stop talking for a while and then you mm-hmm. find your way back together. Okay. How do you know if that's because you're meant to be or if the devil just blocking your Wait, path? wait, wait. I want to understand. How do I, you know? If, like, you guys are meant to be because you always keep on, like, finding each other after. The fact that somebody keeps forgiving your foolishness, okay, does not mean you are meant to be. Don't take people's leniency for granted. And I'm not addressing you as a person, even though I'm addressing you. <laughs> See, let me address the preamble and then I'll come to the question. Please, please, learn to be faithful. It's one of the things I said, Bill, as a single person, wanting to be in a relationship. Unfaithfulness is a big problem. And to add to what the answer I was giving, it is one of the patterns of a bloodline. When you start being unfaithful, it will replicate itself in so many things. When you tell one lie, you will need to keep telling lies to cover over. There is no point in having more. There is no benefit in having multiple partners. Meet Solo and ask him today. See, it is funky to very have one person and be faithful and whilst being faithful maintain the holiness of the relation i know temptations day but like fight it do you hear me purity base godliness is profitable unto all things do you understand me the girl that is telling you or the boy that said no i don't want to do anything that person loves you he is not denying you of, of, of pleasure. In fact, he is protecting the sanctity of that relationship. That person loves you. That's why he keeps forgiving you. I'm talking to all of you guys here. There is nothing, um, what's the word? Uh, modern, funky. What's the word that you will use? Cool. Uh, Prophet Nana says, uh, I also map on TV. I hear a party papa. Yeah, I say, Uber, 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 
Yeah. You are dying coming. The fact that different girls like you, you can get any girl you like, and you are. It's a pattern that is playing. It's demons leading you to hell. There's a way that looks right in the eyes of a man. It looks right because all the girls like you. Be, be careful. I don't want every girl to like me. I don't want every girl to like me. If you are close to me, you will notice that there are some people I don't like to hug. Yes. Today, I will see you, I will hug you. Next time, when you want to hug me, I will do a fist bump. Depending on the electricity around you at that time. And let me say this. There are some of you ladies, when you are in a certain type of part time of the month, you want hugs to satisfy some things. I shouldn't have said this one. Eh? I'm exposing your secrets eh? deep. You know your weaknesses, you protect it. Do you understand? So, please, if you are here, you are a guy. You like forcing your girls to do things. Let me tell you, some of these ladies, they come and cry on us. They come, they weep on us, and it's painful to see them weeping. If it's my daughter, you do that too. I will walk to you. I will walk in your nose and come out the other way. That's it. That's it. Because, you see, many years ago, there was a song that used to play. It said, uh, treat her like a lady. You make a good girl go crazy if you don't treat her like a lady. Let me tell you something. If you have a daughter, right, that you love, and you see a foolish boy more treating her, if you don't kill that guy, Imagine your sister that somebody is doing that. Would you be happy? Just picture him. And that girl you are doing that to, it's her destiny. Okay? And the one that is giving herself to you is not any better. Do you understand? The fact that somebody is giving you free sex doesn't mean that she's better. She's destroying her destiny already. In fact, she's on a highway to hell and she's pulling you along. And even if it's not hell, let me tell you, you are destroying your destiny. You are numbing your spiritual atmosphere. Indiscriminate sex has caused too much damage for me to say here. It destroys, it gives demons and, and, and all the access. He said, because of fornication or adultery, a man is reduced to a piece of bread. Do you know the meaning of that statement? It means that you become a pauper in life because you shut doors of opportunities. You see that you are smart. But certain doors are shutting. And most of the people, I knew a man, I knew a man, okay? Every break time, daytime, he had a company, he had a big company in Accra. Every break time he will go and have sex with a different girl. Every single day. He told me he will never marry. That when he's ready he will agree with the girl and give birth and then he take the child and pay the lady off. He did that actually. When he did that. I told him one day that you will be operated up. You will have a problem. Right now, he has that problem. And no doctor can cure it. 
that thing that he wants to do, he can't do again. His waste is gone. Aside there's so many soul ties he has established. This guy, he's bound for hell. Not because God will send him to hell. God will never send anybody to hell. People choose hell. Because Jesus died already for everybody's sins. Nobody is going to go to hell because God sent them there. Everybody is going to go to hell. Anybody who goes to hell is going there on their own account for rejecting God's solution. Jesus is coming. Be careful. You think you are, you are having fun. The other party keeps forgiving you. You are, you are destroying trust. Okay. And that person, that good girl is not meant for you. You've proven that, that per- you don't deserve that person. You yourself, you've proven that. And may God give to every faithful girl a man beyond her dreams. See, see, let me ask you a question. I'm asking you a question. I'm not saying it is you doing that. Okay. Let's say the girl that gives, keeps giving you sex. Okay, you go to her. Time counts for marriage. That girl is standing there. And the one who denied you sex, good girl is standing there. Who would you want to marry? The good girl. Why? <laughs> Why? It's not because of sex, but it's because I feel like if actually, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I like I it. get you. I know that's the answer you're going to give me. I was in secondary school when a certain gentleman asked me that same question. And I told him that that day I was angry with him because it was about himself he was talking about. So I told him that the way you are sleeping with somebody's future wife, because I know the one you are sleeping with, you, you don't want to marry her. May the one you will marry be slept with ten times more sleeping with this one. What is A? You, you want fresh thing. But you want to spoil some, the one that somebody will go for. You say what? And not because it's fresh. You want good thing. So you won't spoil somebody in home. Ladies, hear me. The guy that sees you dress shabbily, you have exposed your breast, you have exposed part of your buttocks, your V shapes are all there, your camel toe, everything. And they are calling you sexy, sexy. What's the meaning of the word sexy? Ready to have sex. It means you are a man, you are commercial, whatever. No, no guy who flirts with you will want to settle with you when push comes to shove. You've heard it. They will sleep with you. But in their mind, you are not a good, valuable person. You are not a suitable helper. Why is this place so quiet? See, ladies, eh, let me tell you something. I didn't have time to go into those areas today. 
was going to talk about the value of the suitable helper. I didn't get time to go into it. If you know the definition and the grace that comes with that identity, you will not allow any guy to devalue you by what they say or the promise they make. Without you, a man on a mission has nowhere to go. Do you know what that means? The same word helper that God used to refer to the woman is the same word Jesus used to refer to the Holy Spirit. The same word. Do you know what that means? Do you know the value heaven has invested in you? Hmm? Don't joke with yourself. Do you hear me? Don't let society define your value. Don't let the insufficient clothing, clothes you put on define your value. Sebi, 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 sebi. Your private part does not define your value. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Your value is not in your bottles. What did I say? You. Any question? Any further question? Have I answered you? Okay, I didn't answer the question. I answered the preamble. What was the question? How do you know whether it's a person for you? It's not the person for you. The fact that you are cheating on the person means that it's not the person for you. The fact that you cannot be faithful to you, the person that means that the person is not for you. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Ask your question. So, um, I have a question. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's say you are in a relationship. Uh-huh. Like, what... Let's see. Okay. Let's all let's see. We are in a relationship. <laughs> okay, we have said it. So like what form of disagreement is the last straw? Like eh? oh, oh. like not like let's see maybe you disagree on how how children should be raised. You disagree I don't think that's the question you want to ask. That's a question. And I have a self-question to that. Ask them. Don't do. You are not a herbalist. Stop beating around the bush. Just go straight to the bailer. And so my second question is also that um, the woman is supposed to be the suitable help. And the man is supposed to be like the head of the union. But I don't know. It's, I don't know how to frame the question, but when does the opinion of the woman like be taken into consideration in a relationship? Huh. It's like I, ju- I just want to know because it's like somebody is about to help you, and you are considering whether. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not considering, but it's like you know, a helper's opinion matters twenty four seven. Yes, yes, I believe that. But um, I don't know how to put the question. But how is it that when you are entering a relationship, the guy should like forget about all he knows and then just listen to what? I think if I get your question well, 
you are trying to determine if you are in a relationship with a, a very opinionated person who likes to talk, who wants to have her way, and they are manipulating people like that. Okay, what, how should you handle it so that your opinion also matters? Is that what you are trying to ask? Yes, yes. Are you sure? Yeah, and I'm thinking of it like um, sometimes maybe I'll feel like um, what I see should matter, but mm -hmm. in my matter. mind, mm -hmm. she's supposed to be a suitable help. So, mm -hmm. like, whose opinion is stronger in a sense? So, so I said something. Relationships are not competitions. All right? If you notice that there is a point of disagreement, and disagreement should not... You ask the question, what should be the last straw? What ag argument should be the last straw? I didn't go into red flags in a relationship. Maybe I, when we do part two, we'll go into the nitty-gritties of relationship and things. But one of the red flags you should know, you should, you should always take into consideration. And let me start this way. The fact that God said be together does not mean that it will work. I repeat, the fact that you receive a prophecy, sure word, from your trusted prophet or whatever, that God approves of the relationship, does not necessarily mean it will work. Jesus put it this way. When anybody hears my words and does them, he is likened to a man that builds his house on a rock. He says, the rains and the storms will come and the winds will beat hard on that house and the house will stand. If anybody hears my words, however, and does not do them, he is likened to a man that builds his house in the sand. He says, the rains and the storms will come, the winds will beat hard, but the house will collapse. So, whether you do or you don't do, we are facing the same scenarios. The rains, the storms, the winds. What will determine the success of the relationship is your ability to do the word, not your ability to hear. Do you understand me? So you heard that God said, be together. But have you done some of the things that I have told you to do as a person? You understand? So if you enter a relationship and you have not worked on your proclivity to have the final say, you have to be right all the time. That relationship is going to die one way or the other very soon. Because a time will come, the other party will get sick and tired of you. Of wanting to have the last say all the time. Do you understand? That is why I took time almost the whole time today to talk about the things that you should work on yourself. Because let me tell you, it is annoying to be in a relationship with somebody who cannot reason, who don't know how to keep quiet, who doesn't want to listen to the other party. Do you understand? Every day, it is your opinion. The other party will get tired one day and say, Master, keep your opinion to yourself. And I'm going. All right? That is why I'm saying that be tender-hearted. Be accommodating. Open up. Relax. 
The world does not revolve around you. Open up to learn other opinions. And don't be too strict on your principles. Stop setting rules. Why did you go and buy a shoe without telling me? Why did you go out and eat with the other friend without telling me that you are going to go out with this? You know, Master, before the relationship, he had friends. The fact that they are in relationship with you does not mean that he cannot have friends. Do you hear? So, when you learn to relax, you will avoid some of these pitfalls. Relax. Tell your neighbor, relax. Your opinion may be right in your mind. But you are not right necessarily within all situations. I typically like to do this. Give me a piece of paper and a pen quickly. Yes, let's be here. Sorry. Is it your book? It's not your book. It's yours. Okay. I typically like to do this. Wait, come. What is this? Number nine. You are all right. Are you sure? So why is that when you are arguing, you don't remember that you both may be right? And you both may be wrong. Maybe I'm trying to draw a penguin. <laughs> and your point of view sees his eye. His point of view. It's called point of view because that is the angle you are seeing your perspective from. But the one who sees all perspective is the one who is right. So you learn to relax on your highly opinionated mindset. That is what helps relationship to build. Adam, you are late. Okay, that's what helps relationships to build. That's why I said, learn to be tender-hearted. When you are tender-hearted, you relax and you say, okay, why are you saying sex? Let me stand in your shoes. Then when you stand in the person's shoes, you can see from the angle. They say, aha, uh -huh. they used to come and stand. You see that, oh, okay, from where you stand, you see now. Oh, okay, so then you agree. What should we do? Okay, let's try the nine approach. If it doesn't work, we'll come and try that. You agree because you are competing. You are not competing. Okay, I was doing that thing, but I stopped it. A cope. When you are saying you are competing, it means you have joined forces together to work against the competition. But when you are competing, you are fighting against each other for a prize. Relationships, you are not fighting against each other. It's not we against them. It's not men against women. Stop listening to feminism and Machiavellianism. The end does not justify the means in God's kingdom. It is the means that justifies the end in God's kingdom. How you got there matters. So Jesus said, a king gave a, a wedding feast. Many were invited. And when the feast was going on, the king went round and he saw a man in the wedding feast without wedding attire. Then he said, friend, how did you get here without a wedding attire? And he said, he commanded the servant to bind up the man and cast him into utter darkness. Then Jesus says, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In this kingdom, that you made it to the wedding banquet, 
does not mean you are justified. You will be kicked out. How you got in matters. How you enter the relationship. What you enter the relationship with. That tender-heartedness. That compassion. That oneness of mind. I spoke about learn to be agreeable. Learn to be what? Some of you, you like argument for the sake of it. You enjoy. When you are there, I watch some, is it, I don't know which country she comes from. Can see me. Some lady be, she does. Which country is she from? Uganda. When I watch a skit of hers. One day, she was there and she was dressed and said, ah, it's been a long time I fought too. Let me see whether it is still in me. Her husband can say, you, you started blasting the husband. The husband was so confused. When the man left, I said, God is in me. <laughs> some of you, you are like that. Cross for nothing. You enjoy the drama. You are some of you are drama kings, drama queen. When when you argue and then and you make up, that is how you you become excited that the relationship is healthy. You are a fool. The last straw should be the very first one. You didn't get me. The last straw. Pay attention to how people react with hostility to the boundaries of respect that you set. You have found out without any prophetic whatever manipulation that this person is difficult to deal with. She will trouble you. He will trouble you. If he's a liar from today, he's been a liar from the onset. There is nothing like slip of tongue. Be, be nice. Be faithful to her. Be faithful. What is on another woman that is not on her? The only differentiating factor is character. If the character is sweet, the subai is nice. Master, be faithful to her. If he is sweet, he is nice. He is godly. Be faithful to him. And be respectful. Stop here. Yes. Last question. Hey, I hear there are a lot of questions online. People don't want me to go home. Okay. Let's do let's do hair. Then we'll do there was a hand here. You And then you. Okay, so one, two, three for now. Then we'll take online. Okay, let's go quickly. Okay, Apostle, good evening. I'll try and make my answer short. Okay, I have a very crucial question here. The, the scenario is this. Mm -hmm. He loves you. You love him. Mm -hmm. You both know you love each other. But the problem comes in when... I mean, his problem is women. Or let's say girls. Yes, yes, yes. So, in that situation, you try to negotiate and be like, if this is who you are, I cannot manage all this tr trouble, right? And then he will be like, no. The point is, I love you, though I'm in two other women. You get it? And then... <laughs> 
Wait. Is it that Ashesi boys? That's how you are. Joe, why are you defending like that? I want all the guys stand up. All the boys. You represent all the boys on Ashesi campus. Guys, please stand up. You are representing all the Ashesi boys. Please. Is it how you people are? Wait, 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 wait. I'll say to two. I'll say to two. I said, do you have a girlfriend? Hey, my friend, I've forgotten your name. You in glasses. Selom. Uh-huh. I remember you, pa. Is that how you guys are? Is it this, like the scenario I, I, I gave? You have enough love for almost all the girls on campus. Is that the situation? Or you get confused. It's like, this one has 60% of what you like. This one has 20%. This one has 10%. Another has 10 So when you put all together, when you put the four together, is that the scenario here? Guys, are you faithful? I'm hearing no from the ladies. They say how many have they so something critical. Please sit down. Alright, so yeah, continue with the question. And it will be like that. And when you try to say that if that is it, then then the point is I know what I'm doing. You shouldn't. Please run away from that relationship. Cut it. Disconnect yourself. Do not even consider. That is foolishness to the upper degree. That relationship is a non-starter. Even heaven will be angry with you. Your ancestors will be angry with you. Your, 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 your forefathers will be angry with you. Your children will be angry with you. You owe your children a responsibility of giving them a faithful father. You owe your children, you owe your generation a good husband, a responsible, faithful. Any man that knows what he is doing is not ready to go by the principles of relationship as I stipulated from scriptures. Drop that foolish boy once and for all. And don't go and cry. Go and do party. Next question. Yes, please. Um, okay, so my question has to do with, you see how you told us we have to love, like, we should um, give value to the person we're in a relationship with, mm -hmm. um, and tolerance is also kind of needed. But then, I don't know if I heard it somewhere, my mind made it up, but then it's, it's like, there's a statement in my head that says, being nice gets you used, manipulated, or hurt. And, <laughs> and I want to know when your niceness is being taken advantage of and when you should step away? <sighs> this is a very beautiful question. Very, very serious question. And it doesn't just play out in relationships, unfortunately. It, uh, in relationships that leads to marriage, it plays out in many kinds of relationships. Typically, people like to take advantage of people who are nice. But the foolishness of the people who are nice is that they are nice not with wisdom. 
Nice people typically don't know the difference between love and pity. Hebrews chapter 10 tells, chapter 12 tells us that God says, I discipline every child I love. True love goes with discipline. Pity is having compassion without taking into consideration what God is saying. It is mercy without God, God's wisdom. So you keep getting played. And like I said somewhere, anybody that you find taking advantage of your naivety in your niceness, please run. That person is unfaithful. That person is a demon. That person is not born again. Let me say this. There are the fact that somebody is naive in their niceness does not qualify you to take advantage of them. If you have a proclivity to play people who are nice, you are a demon. You are not faithful. You are not born again. That is why I go back to the one hour, 30 minutes time I spent with you telling you, build yourself. Do you understand me? Build these qualities. Now, in building yourself, you will learn the difference between love and pity. Okay. When you love somebody, there should be a time you should learn how to discipline the person. How to say no. But when you dwell in pity, you can't say no. You can't say enough. You are being played. The three people have a proverb that the one who has been bitten by a snake fears a worm. Have you heard it before? Are you Nakan? You are not a Nakan. Alright, that's fine. The meaning of that proverb says when something has happened to you before, you learn from it. Do you know why antibiotics work? What's the principle behind antibiotics? Okay, so I think it's releasing a weaker version of a sickness into your body so it learns how to fight it. So that I mean, I should say indeed. So Alright, now, by that same principle, when you've been bitten before, okay, that should introduce to you that this person I'm dealing with is not faithful. So you should build defenses and be able to see through but then, be careful in doing that. You don't become critical, overly critical, and suspicious about everything. That's also an extreme area. What you want to do is that, add, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, add to your faith virtue and to virtue add knowledge. Do you understand me? Somebody took advantage of you the first time. First fool, not a fool. Second fool, somehow a fool. Have I answered you? Yes, please. Are you sure? Yes, All right. To everybody, to everybody, I, I repeat this. If you start a relationship, the person proves unfaithful. 
one, two. It is time to end it. Especially at this stage. Don't say I've invested time. You are a fool to invest that time. Invest that time in your studies. Better to go and cry for one week than to be played and get your heart and your destiny shattered. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Yes. Um, okay, so I have two questions. Um, I follow up on this thing with respect to what you say. What you say? Yes. Okay. So we can hear you. Okay, so now but the situation is that some people mistaking some words for what they truly mean. So for example, saying I like you to a girl could mean something more than saying I love you to the person. In the sense that allow, they could allow, take, let him finish. They could take the I love you as the friendship love or brotherly love and the I like you to be Yes, I want to marry you. That kind of situation. I get you. Yes. And you so are very true. It's very true. In such a situation, what do you do? That's the first one. And then the second one, if I have many female friends, not as in not all of them are female, but many, but then it gets to the point where I want to be in a relationship with someone how do I not mix that friendship with the other females with that exclusive relationship so that the person I want to be with doesn't think that I am unfaithful all right It seems as if the question uh, is relatable to many people here. That's, that's a good question. That's a good question. First one, actions speak louder than words. I think it even answers for the second question too. Actions speaks louder than words. Now, if you tell somebody I like you, the way you say it and what you do will communicate what you are saying. Yes, there are a few people who me. And you are right. I love you. People have abused the word. So if you look at her, you look at Angela, and you take care at the corner one time and say, Charlie, Angela, um, um, Angela, Charlie, I've been studying you for a life. I think I like you. When you say that to her, I suppose so. You are eating challenge. I love you. Okay. Which one do you think means a lot? Are you Angela? <laughs> no, but let me answer it another way. Guys, be careful with the words you 
you throw out there. Especially those of you who are nice guys, who like to, um, you know how to treat women, and so they like to come around you. Be careful what you do with their emotions. Because you may just be innocently, quote-unquote, doing things to, um, uh, to show how nice you are to her. But you are toying with their emotions. Let them know that, look, what is just friendship. Let them know. Because every day, this girl is in your presence. You are giving her vibes. You are working with her. You buy things for her. You call her. Master, obviously. You are, you, are, you are communicating something weightier than normal platonic friendship. I'm talking to all the guys here. Because there are some guys who are genuinely naive. Because they are genuinely nice people. Let me go to the next question. How do you ensure that your plenty female friends don't become a threat to your one and new exclusive? And by, by this, in the same vein, how do you make sure that your plenty guy friends don't become a threat to your exclusive boyfriend relationship? You cannot say because you started a relationship, you are cutting off all friends. Okay. The, the thing is, what, what kind of friendship do you maintain with them? If you are a guy, you've started a relationship, and all your female friends, they come to you at different odd hours, you give them more attention. Obviously, obviously, you are sowing seeds of jealousy into your relationship. Do you understand? First of all, respect the person that you've entered a relationship with and build some boundaries. There are certain conversations you can't have with your friends. Number two, you cannot discuss this new person that you have chosen as special with the rest of the girls or with the rest of the boys. You can't do that. Okay? You do that, you, you, you are... Punching serious holes into the relationship. Do you understand me? Number three, number three, ensure that the actions and the words you put up, they tally. That means be sincere to yourself and to the person. If you like, uh, see, we are guys. I'm putting myself in the equation. We guys, eh, the one we truly like, we treat exclusively. There is no doubt about that. No guy more treat the girl that she, he really likes. You will make time for that person. And ladies, it is the same thing for you. You like to spend time with the guy you like more than anybody else. You will make every excuse for that guy. You can't see the wrong of that guy. A lie? <laughs> so, when you notice that all of a sudden you are bringing in your other friends, your other male friends into the equation, you've started losing interest. You've started losing interest in that particular one person. 
You may not admit it yet. But something is annoying you about that person. So, be sincere to yourself. Watch your actions. Okay? Build boundaries and respect those boundaries. Don't ever make your new partner ridiculous in the eyes of other people. Alright? Have I answered you? Online. Yes. So, the first question online is, so someone... Someone online wants to know what your say is on your parents not allowing you to be in a relationship. Under what circumstance? Parental concern is critical in relationships. Maybe there's something they have seen. Maybe there's something they have observed. But if it is just mere don't be in a relationship because of tribe, that one if you are really convinced, and before you take, before I even say what I'm going to say, be very sure that this thing is right. It is holy. It is of God. And you know what you're about to enter. Then you can go to a respectable person that your parent and say, oh, please, this is the issue at hand. I have this person I really like. But my parent says no. I don't know what to do. Can you advise me or help talk to my parents? I want to know so that, all right? But don't just go against your parents and say, people are old and start doing things. Because as you go on, when it's Jay gone, what will you do? It is the same parent you are going to cry to. So find out what have they seen? What have they heard? Maybe it is because they just want you to concentrate on your academics. Please listen to them. They are paying their school fees. And let me say this in addition. Once you're on campus, all right, you are not under obligation to start a relationship just because you've seen somebody you like. Go to her. Ose Yafra was saying, Sedem. You've seen Sedem. You like Sedem. You agree with Sedem. Sedem, I like you. Do you like me? Sedem says yes. Okay, this is what we'll do. If we start a relationship now, we will lose focus on what our academics and the things that matter. So let's be friends. And let me say this. There is a couple, they are married now. They are from KCF. They were both executives in KCF. I think one of them was vice president also. All right. Caleb and uh, what's her name? Hebertha. They started and they came to me. We like each other, but we want to be friends. And they were good friends on campus. Then when they graduated, after a while, they came to me, we want to start a relationship. They started. Today, they are beautifully married. So, on campus, you won't catch them doing relationship things, messing up the academics. They know we like, we like each other. We focus on our academics. We've told each other. I'm not in my secret fooling. You are not in your secret fooling. They graduate, they start. I think that is a worthy example to emulate. Is that not so? Please. Alright? Is that not so? So you can do that. You can do that. You don't need to, because truth be told, on this campus, in this weather,
And so your parents may be right when they tell you, no. It's not because they, they too, they've been young before. They know how they met. They know. What fault them? Why are you laughing like that? Eh? You see, that's why I want you to draw close to your parents and ask them questions. They will tell you, if they are not shy, they will tell you their weaknesses. They are shy. Break their shyness. They, 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 your parents, they know things. They know things. That's why they don't want you to try some things. All right, let's go. Question two. Question two. Mm-hmm. Should we date when we feel it is a good time or we shouldn't? Are we allowed to kiss? How about cuddling? Um, of course. Do you really want me to answer these me. questions? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me questions that have to do with most of you who are heartbroken, heartbreak questions. They will come after. Should you kiss? It's not the kissing that is wrong, but it is what it will lead to. So don't do it. You will kiss today. Fine. Typically, kissing is not an African cultural thing. It's not part of us. We learn kissing because of TV. You saw Jose Miguel... Africans, some, some people don't even like hugs. And then you go to the Middle East, kiss, kissing is their way of greeting. They kiss on their cheeks and all that. Okay. Now, in this house right now, if I say give each other a holy kiss, as the scriptures prescribe, have you seen how you are, G3? Why are you G3? Master, smile small, eh? Smile small. <laughs> Why you make your face straight like that? Smile small. <laughs> it is because of what it will lead to. See, let's be sincere with ourselves. I spoke about the biological makeup of the human body. Do you understand me? There are some things I told you, no matter how prayerful you are, no matter how spiritual you feel, this body is not spiritual. This body, you know, be firewood. No be tomato puree way they run through your veins. So. When you catch that girl or that boy, hey, it's not anointing, don't fall down. Okay? And you hold there and you are squeezing and you are, your body will react. By the time you plant your mouth on each other and you are exchanging bacteria and worms <laughs> from your anti-webs to micro. <laughs> you will see that other things have started triggering in your body. Next time, you will not just want to kiss. 
you would want to go a step further because that is the process of sin. Sin will always take you further than you want to go. All right? Many people regret their actions because on the initial stage, that's not what they really plan to do. The tree will say, a sign won't throw. Patrikotom is very easy. Please sit down. So explain it to the non-tree speakers. I was speaking in tongues. Have I answered you? Have I answered that question? All right. Should uh, no, there was an, a follow up. They said, What should we something? Cuddle. Hmm. If you are a student, if you are a student here on campus, don't do that. If you have graduated and you are planning to get married, don't do it. You will have sex. Look, let's be plain and, and, and sincere. Let's be plain and sincere. Forgive my language. Have you, guys, have you noticed this? When you love somebody, when you're in a relationship, anytime you see the girl, you have an erection. True or false? <laughs> Liar. Pathological liar. <laughs> ladies, 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 when you are in love with somebody, anytime you see the person, you notice that you, are, you get aroused. Especially when you hug the person. Not true or false. God bless you. Not true. True. You don't like that guy. Where is your boyfriend? Where is your boyfriend? You don't have one. That's why. That's why. When you love somebody, when you see that person, your biology will respond to the person. Your biology will respond. Okay. Right. That's fine. Your biology will respond. And so, in that scenario, if you are sincere to yourself, okay, and you really want to maintain your purity and holiness, would you want to put yourself in that situation where you want to cuddle in a bed on your own, in, where your, your roommate is not there? With the light off. And the music is playing cool. And blanket on top of you. God bless you. With the unconditioned to on. And you are not playing gospel songs. Even if you are playing, uh, what's his name? Uh, Theophilus, Theophilus Sunday. You'll be playing touch me with your hand and you are holding his hand to be touching, touching you. Any more? 
the first part of the question was should we date if we feel like we should or we if you feel like dating love everything has nothing to do with feeling feeling is like hunger how many of you feel hungry right now but why have you not gone out to go and eat you understand me so there is self-control over feeling the love has nothing to do with feeling relationships should not be based on the whimsical manipulations of your feeling feelings come and go the day you lose the feeling okay then you would want to break up that is what you say i don't think it is working again i don't think we are meant to be i don't think i am feeling it i feel we should take it slow what it's, it's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> 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 have, have, you have words. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I, I'm not feeling it. Love, hear me. One of the things that causes a lot of your heartbreaks is feeling. You felt you loved the person. You felt you were meant to be. And feelings give dreams. Feelings sponsors many dreams. The fact that you dreamt that the two of you were walking in some garden does not mean God is speaking. It's your feeling. We don't date because of feeling. We date because maturity has set in. And it is the right time based upon those maturity standards. And I don't have time to go into the maturity standards. Right now, the first scenario suggests the fact that you cannot discipline yourself means you are not ready. The fact that you are you cannot tolerate the only thing you like is to use to satisfy your waste. You are not ready for a relationship. Yeah. You have a question? I'm coming. Do you understand me? If you've not been able to deal with some of the basic things I spoke about, you are not ready for a relationship. It has nothing to do with your feeling. Leave that girl alone. If you are intolerant, that you, you had a feeling for her. The day you start seeing her weakness, your feeling will disappear. You start using words and wholesome words on her. You start insulting him. You start describing him in words that should not be used to describe anybody. Because the feeling is gone. The, the, the sweetness, the sugar is gone out of the gum. So you want to spit the gum out. You are not chewing the gum to clean your mouth. You are chewing it just because of the sweetness. You are not ready for that gum. Are you here with me? So we don't start a relationship because we have a feeling. Feeling is an itch. When you scratch it, it will go. Hmm? It's not like hunger that when you eat and when you eat, you don't need the next food. Well, I know some of you are here who eat everything on planet Earth before you sleep. You say what? Yes, anymore. Is somebody had a question? Are we done with online? No, please. Hey. Oh, talk. Okay. I'm going home. What do you do if you consistently like people 
that you are not supposed to like in the first place. You, you need deliverance. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bloodline pattern. Number one, number one, you are indisciplined. It means you don't know what you want and everything attracts you. You've not defined your boundaries. You've not defined your objectives. You don't know who you are. So anything attracts you. Define who you are. Know where you are going and you'll know that not everybody is going where you are going. No matter how nice the person is. You may be a nice person. Do you understand me? Let me say this. Not every good thing is your thing. You may be a nice person, but if I'm not, you are not going where I'm going, you cannot be my co-pilot. Do you understand? I need you to define your relationships. Okay. Have I answered you? Yes, please. How, how do you say no to a guy who is constantly flirting with you? Like you've made it known, but the person is just refusing to stop you have distanced yourself. On campus, on campus, report to the next senior person and let the person be called to book. It's that simple. Okay. If it doesn't stop, go a step further. Now, you can, before, don't go to AJC Street for harassment. That's too, um, if this is online, is a person a student? Yes. But if it's not, if it's outside, Campus matter, maybe home environment. Report it to um, a senior person around. Okay, because otherwise some of these things can turn into an obsession. That's what leads to rape and all manner of harassment. So you report it to somebody so that you get protected. Do you understand me? And having said that, it's not just guys that harass ladies. Some ladies harass guys. They are both not good. All right, let's go. Can we have friends to hang out with for intimacy purpose? Where let's intimacy see. means let's see. friendship with benefits. No, Where no. intimacy means what? So let's say that physical needs without being in a relationship. Is no, no, no. That's why I started by giving a preamble. We are talking to children of God. Purity, purity, a mindset of purity is required in God's kind of relationship. I will send you a preaching to listen to by Dr. Uh, Tony Evans called, I, I think you should write it down and look for it and watch it, Becoming a Kingdom Man, Becoming a Kingdom Woman. Then there's another one he has, Becoming a Kingdom Husband, and then Becoming a Kingdom Wife. Watch all, whether you are a man or watch all for becoming a kingdom man, becoming a kingdom woman. Then there's becoming a kingdom wife, then there's becoming a kingdom husband. Do you understand? Watch all. You will see good perspectives that will help you. Let me tell you some things that the world will do, or some things that people who don't fear God will do. God will not mind them because they don't belong to God, but you. When you do it, you break God's heart because of the kind of investment God is doing in your life and where he wants to take you to. You understand me? Uh -huh. So don't do it. Friendship will benefit. It's not part of our Christian life. Purity is important. Keep your garments clean.
tell your neighbor. All right, let's go. So the last question. The cake. Okay, ask the last question. The cake. I know it is good to know your body and emotions before you attach yourself to someone. Uh -huh. And in and in the process of knowing your body, sometimes it is through visual representations or touching, <coughs> just to know your weak no, 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 no. I lie. You should, they should, they should explore their body. No. No, 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 no. No. When I say know your body, okay, read around. Read, okay, read. Know yourself. Read. Okay, what does this happen? What does this happen? Why does, why do guys go through wet dreams at a point in time? Know these things. There are information you should have. Okay, why does this thing happen to me? Why do I feel uh, uh, aroused even when I'm menstruating? You see, the guys don't know. Okay, so that when you get married in the future, your wife is menstruating and still wants to have sex, what will you do? <laughs> Run to her. To the kitchen. <laughs> All right. To know yourself doesn't mean you should expose yourself to certain things. No, that's not what we're suggesting here. I'm saying that study. Study. Don't be naive. Don't be ignorant. Okay. If you know yourself, you will know what boundaries to set around you so that you protect yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, some of you, it will only take pizza for somebody to get you. Somebody is not food on. Somebody just complain. Oh, Charlie, I like your hair. Today he told you. Yesterday you changed your thing. The person noticed it. Maybe you just put one strand here. This one. You just put it here. Oh, I like your new style. Oh, this guy, he likes complimenting me. I think he likes me. You understand me? When, when you... When you know yourself, it's easy to protect yourself. Let's cut the cake. People are going, Pusuti, come and cut the cake with me. <laughs> What's the cake for, actually? Let's cut the cake. We'll still take the question. I'll still take the question. So they want to cut the cake so that some people want to go. Who? Uh, Sister Elaine, come, come, come. Your people want to... President Elaine, it's for your birthday. Oh, Charlie, I love the way you love your president. Elaine also means light. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Change your style. Be like that. <laughs> Some people should join her. Some. <laughs> oh, some people should go and join her.
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you now. May God bless you now. May God bless you now. May God bless you now. Who is your boyfriend? Who is your boyfriend? Who is your boyfriend? Who is your boyfriend? You you pray for your president to get a boyfriend. You are just teasing her. Oh, cut the cake with her. Father, we sanctify this cake in the name of the Lord Jesus. As she cuts the cake, let your glory rest upon her. Let this no age of hers be spent in the pleasures of your pavilions. God, Lord, give her a boyfriend. And all the people who are joining, let them have their own life partners. Amen. Sweet hey. and beautiful. All right. God bless you, Lane. Happy birthday. The Lord satisfy you. All right, so two more questions, and I'm out of here. Yes, your question. Give him the microphone. Have you learned something today? Has it been worthwhile? Or it's been boring? Do you want a part two? Is it next week? <laughs> no, I can't come here tomorrow. Let's see another time. Yes, Hello, your question. Okay, so my question is, how do you be in a relationship with someone who has like a body count of like more than more than ten or like more than five or something? It's a serious question. <laughs> Someone with a rigorous past. <laughs> and that vigorous past is a problem in this relationship because of? So, like I said earlier, going back to work on yourself, working on yourself before you start a relationship. Everybody has a past, one way or the other. Some people's past has to do with serious sexual issues. Some people's past has nothing to do with sex. It has everything to do with uh, lies. Some people's past is alcohol. Some people's past is abuse. Everybody has a certain type of past. Now, if you cannot handle the, 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 the past of the person, please don't, be, don't start the relationship. Okay? If you find out that the person you are dating has slept around for a while with people, all right, right now, you are the person he or she is with. Forget about the past. Do you see the future together? 
unless your mind is always imagining things from the past the person does not live in the past anymore he has changed residential address you are the person's residential address why are you visiting where the person used to live unless unless the past is still present in the person's life as in the person the, the one the people the person used to be with or sleep with the past still there's still communication there's still contact and those things still keep happening then i will tell you run run baby run do you understand me but to the extent that even if the person has lived with a thousand people and has stopped and you say this is the person i like okay if the person told you okay charlie this one i can't handle thank you you go your way but if you are the don't bring it up again okay nobody wants to be reminded of their past that they have left off including you all right so let's learn to stop using people's past against them especially as children of god okay all right any other yes ish ish My question is, what's the difference between like, getting to the point of maturity and finding someone who's also mature and looking for perfection? I don't know if you Your question that. is difficult, Papa. There is no perfect person anywhere. Maturity is seen in certain attributes. Okay, because we all know what childishness is. Okay, when somebody is petty and cannot sit down and reason with throw tantrums is unfaithful is telling lies you know this person is a kid he's not come out into maturity to want to build life right for instance some things that used to annoy you pettily then you throw tantrums you notice that you are not reacting there. You, you are growing that and you expect that kind of thing when a person cannot just have simple honest conversations all right he's saying one thing today tomorrow or twisting the mind, oh Jimmy Jimmy is not mature, run away. The person just wants a fling. Alright? There's however there is no perfect person here. Don't, don't make yourself good. Okay? And give people the room to grow with you. Then you will hone your own perfection. Because let me tell you, basic basic things people are struggling with, you say perfect. A young man from here. Your parents cry, see you there, you are not perfect. Do you understand me? So perfection can be attained, but don't look out for it now. Look out for the basic um, truth and tenets of maturity and start flowing with that. And I'm saying that whilst you are flowing that and you see that the person is shady pause ask questions ask yourself hard questions if you notice that i cannot deal let the person know that this is not what i signed up for before it it, it it escalates cut it off and be free better to cry for one week than to let it fly and help hurt yourself yes yeah 
Sigue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are hurt for people. So how then do you heal from such a situation? You've hurt yourself for people that so you can't heal for. Hey. Everybody will live their own life. Society is replete with good and bad examples of what relationships is or should not be. There are certain pages I follow on social media. Some of the stories, when you read it, you think that there is no good relationship out there. But, for instance, I'm on a page they call Tell It That. And somebody recounted a very nasty situation. And then another man said, where did you people get these wives from? Because my wife, I always thank God for her. He said, this woman I married, I have never given chop money before. If I give her chop money, she returns it and says, a man should have money on himself all the time. He says, over the period they've been married, he's been able to save chop money up to the tune of 500,000 Ghana cities. He says his wife does not allow him to give job money. Does not. There are good stories out there. I saw a couple. Oh goodness. When the man closes from work, he rushes home. While the wife is cooking, he is sitting in the kitchen, packing things for her, chatting, joking with her, making her laugh. And they have like they have like three kids. Okay. When he doesn't have money, he will take the wife's money and go to the market and do shopping and bring it. There are beautiful things. The point I want to make is that do not stop yourself from listening to negative news. The reason is that negative news travels faster and wider. So it seems as if the bad stories is a lot than the good stories. Trust me, the beautiful stories they don't like to share because human beings talk too much. When people see good relationships, they like to destroy. So people keep it. Genuine beautiful relationships is not on social media. Those people they don't take pictures and put on social media. They take pictures, they don't put it on social media. They fake people. They have put everything share, share. It's just because they want to. Now so I come very soon, then you hear the bad story too. They're broken up. Oh, they were a cute couple. No, they were never cute. They were putting up appearances. Never compare your relationship with anybody's. Build what you are building. Start building yourself. Start being sincere. Start being faithful. Start being tender-hearted. Start being compassionate. Start being truthful. Start being disciplined. Start being hardworking. Build it. And then when the right person comes, you will see that that thing you've built will rub off on the relationship and it will be beautiful. Do you understand? And don't be afraid because of bad examples. Even if the example is from your own family. God has given you victory. Christ has given you victory. You will overcome. You will overcome. You will overcome. To all the people that were hurting and crying because of brokenheartedness, I pray for you that God will heal your heart. 
I destroy every pattern of disappointment in relationship. At least, I counted four people that have had not less than three relationships in the past one year. I break that cycle. I destroy that cycle. May your life not be wounded. In Jesus' name, amen. Finally, I pray for all of you that on this campus, Jesus will shine his light on you. That you will excel academically and in your relationship. I forbid relationship that will hurt you. And I usher you into the opportunities that heaven has in store for you. May you find the right person. And if the right person is not on campus, may nothing push you to the wrong person. May God connect you to the right environment. May you excel. May family bloodline patterns that fight against prosperity in life be destroyed off your journey. I pray for you that God will satisfy you with the best in relationships. In Jesus' name. And I'm not just praying for uh, relationships that lead to marriage. May God give you good relationships when it comes to friendships. Business partnerships. Relationship that has to do with business partnerships. Relationship that has to do with destiny helpers. And above all, good relationship with the Holy Spirit himself. I pray that you will excel in life without fail. Jesus' name. Amen. The rest of the questions, you can compile them and send them to Elaine. The next time I come here, I try and answer them. God bless you. I hope it was worth your time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.